All right. And we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords podcast, episode number 47. And it's another glorious Sunday, and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. We've got a very special guest, Combat Sports Talk, the reign of booty, <laughs> Microsoft Digital Announcement Speculation, and Nintendo Labo to discuss. So we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a Lord who, in my opinion, offers some of the most balanced and honest perspectives in all of these YouTube streets. This lore consistently provides high-quality content with a smooth delivery, classic retro feel, but more importantly, makes us focus on what really matters, having fun and enjoying these great games. Introducing Mr. Luke Chess Radio himself and a member of RDX, TSP, 60 Frames, and the GRG Podcasts. The coolest level-headed gamer, fellow MMA fan, and the Lord who always challenges everyone to think for themselves. Making his debut into the realm of the Lords, my man, Lord Jay Fonzarelli. How are you doing, sir? What's up? I got to say, that that is the best intro I've ever had, so I appreciate that, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what, though? It's, it's Sunday. This is the same day my podcast drops as well. This Ooh. is a great time to be on. Iron Lords podcast. I can't wait to talk about these fights and whatever other topics you got going on. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast, guys. Absolutely, man. Huge fan of yours. You're you're a lord at what you do. So when you come to the Iron Lord podcast, we gotta roll out the red carpet for you. Show you that proper respect, man. Huge fan. Glad to have you on, man. Likewise, man. Likewise. No doubt. And of course, we have those usual suspects at the round table. We're down two lords today. <laughs> of course, the co-host with the co-most, he may be joining us in progress. Work is holding him hostage, but we still might get some Lord Attic action. And um, want to give a shout out, salute to a uh, Lord Solve, Lady Solve. Condolences and please give their thoughts and prayers to their family. Right now, there's they have a loss in the family, and he's he's out there in PR, you know, attending to tending his needs. You know, I know what he's going through because I've been through it myself, and actually have to go through it myself. When you're older, you know, you start losing people. So uh, make sure everybody keeps Lord solves in their prayers, and hopefully we'll get him back soon. But of course, we still have the excess gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions and demands nothing less than that premium experience. Ooh. Beloved Lord King, how are you doing, sir? Man, I am so excited for this day. I feel like Ric Flair coming out the tunnel with the <laughs> woo! Yeah! Baby, this is the day right now. I was on my macho man Randy Savage sweat last night. You guys don't really understand where I'm at with it. I feel like Goldberg with that belt on is untouchable. It was, oh boy, we are in here today. Today we are so in here right now. We are so in here right now, guys. I know last night everybody's house was like ESPN. Like it was... I swear, if I had a bar and people walking through, it would have felt really good. It would have felt <laughs> really good. The nachos is at the table. <laughs> if, if you need something to drink, the drink is right the drink. there. Yes, yes, sir. It's it's 
I said, I don't eat the chicken wings and the stuff like that because def that definitely would have been prevalent. Yesterday was my son's birthday. Happy Shout born out day. to Dante Johnson. The future, future king of the realm. Happy yes, born day. Yes. Young Prince is seven years old, so nice. uh, he, he was on his little Prince swag yesterday. You know, very eccentric with his stuff. Had to go to GameStop and... um. He definitely got it uh, popping. He's smart. He, he's a smart young kid because uh, he has all the systems except for the um, this generation. You know, I don't put him in the mix with this generation. This generation is like oh, so. You keeping him a generation behind? Yeah, he he stays right behind. He's right behind. Oh, he has man. to play. Come he on. Come he has on, six, He's seven years old. He doesn't need that. Okay, okay, you know, okay, okay. Fair, he, enough, fair, where, enough, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, where's he at with that? No, nah, that's not gonna happen like that. Plus, the game's a <laughs> Love Reclano in the chat. What up, baby? We had good fun last night. We on that combat sports talk. <laughs> yes. Sir, but he went inside GameStop yesterday, and I told him, I said, um, you got 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. So he was like, hmm. Now, one kid would have been stupid and said, let me get this one game. He said, Daddy. What do you do? With the Wii games. Hmm. Not the Wii U. The Wii? With the Wii games. Because his, his, his Wii is popping. He mm -hmm. ran over to the Wii. He was getting $7 games, $3 games, $2 wow, games. So he racked up. <laughs> Smart. He went, he went to the to, to the counter with like seven joints. I was, here we go. And had okay. enough money left over to get some candy and get out the store. Check him out. Check salute yeah. to the young lord. That's what's up. Yes. Very <laughs> small. Pimp decisions last night. Pimp no decisions. And of course, it is Lord Cognito here spreading that gaming realness on the ILP. Not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So before we get into what the lords are playing, I want to start off with Lord Fonzarelli. His video game system history, what led him to being a member of some of the top podcasts in the game, as well as creating that amazing Loop Chess Radio. So, Lord Fonzarelli, let's start from the beginning. What were some of the first gaming systems you had? Well, if you really want to start from the beginning, it all started in the arcades, bro. Like, this, is, this is going back to when, like, Pong was still, you know, the let's first console go. out, you know. Uh, so, we didn't have nothing like that, you know, and this started out. Matter of fact, in the Philippines, because um, uh, I used to live down there uh, as a baby uh, until I was seven years old. So oh. uh, my first taste of the arcades was actually down there. And yes. when I came to the States, like, you know, we was all over that um, going to the uh, corner store and having. I don't know if people remember what corner stores were like, but yeah, we, had we, had, we call them bodegas in New York. <laughs> exactly. And they would have like this one machine in there and it was a, you know, tabletop machine and mm -hmm. we, I, it was Pac-Man and we, we would be in there playing Pac-Man and, and all kinds of stuff. And then my uncle nice. one day he brought home the Atari 2600. Mm. And I'm telling you, I was hooked ever since, man. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and we had Pac-Man at home. We couldn't believe it, you know. And this was going back to 82. Mm -hmm. So I, I couldn't believe we actually had, you know, the arcades in our house. Yes. And that was just amazing to us at the time. And we were playing games like Adventure, where you were a little square. Yeah, and you were just going through the little dungeon. And, it, dude, it was so rudimentary. But, man, for back then, it blew our minds, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. Stampede and all these other games, Pitfall. Pitfall, and, and, remember that? Oh, you taking it back? Yeah, remember that? Pitfall, yeah. Harry, baby. <laughs> and then, and then uh, we we went through other consoles too. Um, we we had this one. Um, uh, I believe it was the uh, Commodore sixty four. My brother had. We had the NES. We had the ColecoVision. We had. Oh, I had the Coleco too. Nice. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it just went on from there. But my favorite 
console of all time still oh. still remains the Dreamcast. Man, it's funny you said that, little brother. I was getting into it with Lord Snigger, and we were talking about it. And I'm a huge Dreamcast fan, also. And um, yeah. we were just talking about like launch lineups, and um, you know, obviously we know right now the switches is really popping. And I think Lord Sting he kind of listed all of like the Dreamcast launch titles, and when you when you actually see them listed. I was like, yeah. wow, he may have a point right there. <laughs> that was the greatest launch lineup in history. Yeah, he may have a point. We're going to get Stingo up for that show, too. But continue, yeah. Lofa. And it's not just that, too. It's not just all the games that they had. Because they had some great games. But it was the console itself. It was so ahead of its time. Yes. It had so much going for it. It had online components. Yes. It had the VMU. The Nothing VMU? Yes. Bro, we've never seen anything like the VMU again. And why the fuck not? Oh, sorry. I cussed. It's okay. <laughs> that was that, okay. I, I just get passionate about this stuff. <laughs> we love it. We love the passion. Love it. I'm telling you, those VMUs are just, they, they were amazing. Remember when you were sitting couch co-op or, or you're, you're sitting there playing Madden against your buddy on the couch? <laughs> you can have yeah. those VMUs and pick your plays and he wouldn't see what you were doing. Because, you know, exactly. with the other consoles, it was all on the screen. Yes, Nowadays, yes. it's still all on the screen when you're side by side. Mm -hmm. what happened to that man bring that stuff back who cares about the touchpad on the ps4 you know bring back a screen bring back something you can utilize on that thing mm -hmm. it was phenomenal so yeah man dreamcast was so ahead of its time and i'm glad you made that point about the vmu you know lord king though i mean he, he had it all and it, yeah. it was such a cool thing because you had that screen in your controller that would, like you said, would matter, would have, you would have the plays listed, and it just added an extra level of depth. And, and Lord King, help me jump in if I'm right. Like, didn't there have other games that were kind of like separate also on the VM that you well, need to continue? What I did was with the Sonic, uh, you was able to take little, um, the little eggs and mature your little eggs with you, and mm -hmm. they pop out and turn into little like Tamagotchis. That's mm -hmm. where it really started yeah. from yeah. because the Tamagotchi was going crazy in Japan. So mm -hmm. Sega said, "Well, let us capitalize on that." The only problem with the VMU was the battery life was terrible, yeah. and then they, they exchanged the battery inside the back. Uh, that was uh, a miscalculation on their part, but they were so far ahead of the times with mm -hmm. the, you know the online the ethernet and we we credit microsoft with having the first ethernet no brother it was the yeah, dreamcast okay. you know? was, was it like a, a, a 33.6 modem <laughs> yeah it was but you know you had this the, the aliens online because my mother would pick shout out to my moms um <laughs> my mother would pick up the phone and she ran inside the living room one day with tears in her eyes because she picked up the phone while i was playing an online match i think it was like two Okay or something. I don't know what I was playing, but she heard the on, and she thought the aliens was here and it was taking over. I am done. I am done. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget it because I was in the living room with the sheet over my head in the dark. It was too advanced. It was too advanced. Yeah, she was like, "Oh my god." But Lord Fonz, Dreamcast was amazing. I'm yeah, so glad you brought that up. That's what's up. Now, um, now back in your history, I know you had you had you said Atari, you said Coleco, you said a lot of classic stuff. I didn't hear Sega in there much outside of Dreamcast. Did you did you oh, have a yeah. mass system? Did you have yeah. a, a Genesis? Um, I didn't have the master system. I had the NES at the time. My buddy, okay. though, my best friend had the master system. So we'd go e over each other's house and play both. So nice. we, we didn't have any problem with that. That's like but, me and Lord uh, King. Yep. Yeah. But 
when when the Super Nintendo dropped and the Genesis, I had both. Um, and then I even bought that, you know, that terrible Sega CD system that came. Out. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, Lamar. Because Lamar can't get mad when I say it was terrible. Uh, first of all, you, you you're not gonna sit there. And don't, 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 don't hey, 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 don't put your head down when you say that. Okay, that was that was very premium. That Sega CD was so premium. I don't care how yeah. grainy our <laughs> grains were. Okay, here's, all right? here's the thing about the Sega CD. The only good thing about it was the sound. Like, yes. I would put in a game, and I'd be like, this looks kind of the same. The oh, same. but that sound. That's, that's I didn't and get I, it, I, I'd be like, wow, that sounds amazing. What it was. Yeah, you had Eternal Champions like me? Man. The premium but, edition? But, I mean, come on. Sewer Shark? You know. Yeah, it was. You know what? With, with left, it wasn't like the Turbo Graphics 16 CD, um, because I had the PC Engine Duo CD, and I, you know, I, listen, my my gaming is so extensive, is insane. But and I was anything that was cutting edge. I even had the Jaguar CD, that taller bowl, the flip top taller bowl. <laughs> <Over there, yeah. laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, 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 I was in there with that. The thing with it is they 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 had this one that dance dance Marky Mark and a funky bunch. Oh my that, god, you, you, I right, remember that. <laughs> how to make a video. That I game was so that. huge. I think it sold like a million. And when they saw that. The FMV full motion video craze went left. Sewer Shark and all that other stuff. And uh, was it Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes blew uh, Cognito's mother away. Yeah, I, just, I liked Sherlock Holmes. I actually liked that game. Mm-hmm. It, it's like game. what you said, LaFonz. It was like it, it didn't. I was disappointed because it didn't improve the graphics, but for, for the sound and the voice acting and all the, the yeah. frills that it gave the game, yes, it definitely amplified things but i was lord kind attic. of hoping that it was a, a a larger kind of deal you know what i'm saying is there yeah. a lord attic in the building yes yeah, sir Woo! Oh, <laughs> Yo, no, brother go both we didn't think we'd get you today man good to have you oh no actually uh i was supposed to do uh mandatory overtime today but i switched it for another day so no doubt no doubt we're reminiscing about lord fon's game history we have some good old og lord talk right now so you could pay oh, attention so, so, so i could have been like five ten minutes yeah you could have been late for the ball <laughs> <laughs> that's so disrespectful that is so disrespectful hey, you're disrespectful. not leaning into your old last it's year not, ways are we it's not disrespectful i'm just not able he, to really he just it. wasn't alive for us to do it you know what i'm gonna do no, hold on. How you penalize me for not being alive during this trend? No, you know what? That, you know what? That is true, and that is my bad. I got to take you down memory lane. So what I'm gonna do mm. when we go to PAX, right? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring my Neo Geo. Um, I'm gonna bring my um my Genesis. My Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and me and you gonna have some Neo Geo side to side love on educate, that, baby. Educate, Neo Geo sounds yeah. like some kind of cancer, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, Neo Geo was one of those consoles I could never afford as a kid. All right, my parents would never buy me that, but um, I remember one time, uh, a buddy of mine rented it back in the day. You'd be able to rent these consoles from different mom and pop shops, and he rented it. and We couldn't believe he had basically Neo Geo arcade in his house, and we were just playing those games, mm-hmm. man. It, it, 
a great system, but yeah, it was one of those that I wish I could have afforded back then for sure. Listen, when you when you when you have someone like a premium Lord King, we went to his house to to make sure he had all the deals. You know? <laughs> were limited yeah. dictionary size cartridges. Yeah, it was two hundred and fifty a pop. But you know what it was like when you purchased it though. If if it was going by size, because when they said five hundred and twelve megs, it was all in there. It was all oh, yeah. in that cartridge. They didn't know about compression. Nah, not at all. It was giant. They, they were actually like little laptops that you was plugging into the system. <laughs> it was worth it, though. For me, I love it. I still got it, though. No doubt. So, well, yeah, Lord Fonzerick, so um, I, I, you got, you're very diversified, so I'm very impressed with that. Now, as far as now, as far as, like, gaming franchises, like, give me your top five gaming franchises or top five games of all time. But I usually limit it mm. to tell people franchises just to kind of give them a little bit more broad choices franchises um yeah. well i'll give you ga- i'll give you games i'll give you Ooh, games. Oh, wow. um, you're the first you're the first to give me games um I, i'll give you one one of the games that sticks out in my mind is uh, i gotta go to halo one combat evolved mm. that, that was one of my favorite gaming moments when i beat that game classic um I, I just felt that that was the the first shooter that i went through that i really was impressed with all the way through mm-hmm. absolutely loved it loved it um uh, Final Fantasy VII is another one. That- mm, oh man, we love that. Now, Lord, Lord Addict's ears are perking right now. Yeah, I, I really like that one a lot. Um, Classic. Uh, man, five. That this, this is kind of hard. Um, man, you know, you know, I, I can't. Right now, I can't give you three other games right That's now. You're the first to attempt that many. So now, but I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I, I will tell you uh, what franchise I wish to see come back. Okay. Um, and that is, of course, Legacy of Cain. I want to oh, see oh, oh, Legacy oh of Cain make a return. And I talk you're about touching that. a spot with me. You're boy. touching a spot with me right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Because Continue. they had so many good games, man. Soul Reaver just blew me away on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh-huh. you had, man, like, bring it back already. We need a new game in this series. Don't Absolutely. they have this new vampire game that's coming that's trying to pick up the torch from the um old developers or some, I think, the old writers from the, the Legacy of Kane series? I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a PC game right now called Vampire, and it's an RPG, action-slash-RPG, and um I saw it at E3 at the PC section. It looks insane. I know um, uh, Lord Sovereign knows exactly what yeah, I'm Lord talking Sovereign about. Knows. But I yeah, Lord Sovereign, no. I want to get back to it because Legacy of King, he, he had a real emotional spot for me because I'm one of the real, real ones that, like, I like the first Legacy of King when it was King. Top down, when it was yeah. top. Now, don't get me wrong. The other games, I guess the game engines were better. I like the Soul Reavers. Those engines were better and the gameplay probably was better. But I just like that Kane's Kane story and how you know he became a vampire and the abilities he had and I love the voice acting of him like he would go through and kill the bosses and he would talk in his mess and I don't know it was something about Kane yes, that I finest, really like yes finest vamp vamp vampire yes, yes. shout out to love yeah. rap that was actually yeah Amy Henning and um yeah man I really loved that it it was so well written I had no idea until recently that was Amy Henning and um I love that game man absolutely yeah yeah uh, blood omen and, and uh defiance and all those games absolutely um, 
But yeah, it's just one of those games that I feel that, you know, it could make a big comeback. It, it, they could really bring it back and, and people will embrace it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. We just don't have too many games like that out there right now. Yeah, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. Those are some good choices, man. Very good choices. So, um, yeah, let's get into um, now how you got into the YouTube game, you know, creating your channel and then also you know what led you to all these great podcasts you're a lot of you're a member of like a lot of really good podcasts <laughs> a lot of people we've had on the show so let's start yeah, with your journey yeah it's it's really weird because when, when i first uh dropped some content on youtube it was just kind of uh i don't know like i, I my very first video was a video i made about um the gaming industry and uh, where it was headed with all these um well loot boxes and stuff and dlc and all this stuff and and it was just a an eye-opening video that i put out there that some people embraced some people didn't some people hated it and this was back in 2016 and uh my channel wasn't really growing and i was making a few other videos and then i started making these gaming parody videos of the community that i i found here on youtube i just thought some of these characters were were rather funny and i decided to put out some parodies and stuff and those started to take off and people were you know, um, sharing them and stuff. And then I got the attention of some bigger YouTubers that would come by and I see him in my comments. I'm like, Whoa, this guy's got like 30,000 subs. What the hell is he doing in my comment section? You know, I'm just an old dude here. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting to get the attention of any of these guys. <laughs> I know. Us old then, lords. I know we're the same. We're the same. Uh, and, bracket. And, then, <laughs> and then, you know, um, just started make focusing more on gaming because I was doing stuff like political and stuff and don't ever do political stuff. Oh my, I was having people coming down on me like, you know, and, and I had to get rid of those videos because they were just toxic. And yeah. it's just like, I wasn't trying to be toxic, but anytime you go political or religion yeah. or anything, yeah, death sentence for your channel. For Absolutely. Sure. Completely. Yeah. And as the Lord, we, we definitely try to, we strive to stay away from that stuff. We like, I yeah. want people to come here for gaming, having fun, escape, all that other stuff. Cause at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We try to keep away from the tiki torches, you know, fanboyisms. <laughs> like we want yeah. everybody here, you know, to feel comfortable. If you play PlayStation, exactly. feel comfortable. Yeah. I, I don't even care if you're down on your phone. Cause I, I'm, my phone game is heavy when i'm tired oh i sit on the side like so yeah man i want everybody to feel comfortable yeah so So i stuck to gaming i just stuck to gaming and and then all of a sudden you know again i had some gaming youtubers come to me and say hey you want to be part of this you want to join this podcast actually it was all day digital was the first guy that hit me up Salute all day digital. All day digital. He he hit me up in a dm on twitter i gotta i gotta mention that uh john killed him too Oh my God! Wait, PUBG. <laughs> God, kill everybody. You know. PUBG. <laughs> Continue. Oh, All day digital slid up in your DMs. Ooh. Yeah, so he, goes, <laughs> he goes, "Hey, dude, do you want to come to uh, GRG?" And I'm like, "What's GRG? I don't even know what the hell." I know, right? That's kind of nervous, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's a podcast. Hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, you like well, where, where, where that at though? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just some old dude on 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 Twitter, you know, and, uh-huh. and I'm just like okay, and and I know what a podcast is, of course, because yeah. I had a podcast going at the time. I had a, a mixed martial arts podcast. I was right. and I was like, okay, this is a gaming podcast. I'll try it out. So mm-hmm. I went over there, met K Mega and stuff, and 
they were good people and, and and they asked me hey you know after the first show they're like you want to be a permanent guest or, or a panel member i'm like sure so mm -hmm. started then it got hit up by porter rock so uh, it's a little rock. porter rock Porter Rock was like, hey, man, you want to come to the show? And then I said, yeah. And then he asked me to be a panel member over there on 60 Frames. So I was like, okay, nice. cool. And then um, then one day, me and All Day were talking, and we're like, hey, we want to – we were coming up with the idea for Loot Chess for quite some time. It was months in the making. And we were like, you know, we want to make a radio-style old-school podcast, yeah. you know, and put it out there for the people with gaming. Strictly just all consoles, no BS, no fanboy mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking, then all of a sudden we got hit up by Dealer. He's like, you know, I want to make a new podcast on my own called mm -hmm. RDX. And RDX. Salute you know, to the RDX crew. And, and he asked me to be a part of that. And uh, then uh, Old Salty Gaming, I met him. Uh, uh, he, was, he was doing his thing. And I, I met him when he was just like 100-something subscribers. He was yeah. like, you know, nothing yet. But... Mm -hmm. I, I I watched his content and I hit him up and I said, "Hey man, you make good videos. I like what you do. You're gonna get bigger. I'm telling mm -hmm. you. I can tell. You can and tell. Yeah, same thing. I I can tell with salt because we we used to talk. Me and Lord Salt, not to cut you, but me and Lord Salt, you had the same kind of conversations. I'm like, Lord Salt's gonna be. He's gonna be something, man. He, he he always kept his word. We always stayed in contact. Good people. Shout out Lord Xbot in the chat. NLG in the chat. Oh, Brap in the chat. Oh, this is beautiful, guys. Continue. Yo, Xbot, I'm mad with you. <laughs> continue that later so salty, so salty you know he decided to make his little podcasting he had something going on like dads of gaming or something at the time but mm -hmm. you know we didn't really talk much I, I i just hit him up a few times he came over to my channel hit me up a few times and then one day i was on uh the saltiest podcast with him and then he asked me to be a panel member and nice. the rest is history there and then uh of course loot chest finally came to uh fruition and me and all day started that uh, with Enrique from Brap, and of course, Saltiest Gaming was on there for a bit. He had to leave, but he came back last night for a guest spot, so yeah, it, it's see. all good. It's just that you know, sometimes he can't make it, so uh, you know, it's just it is what it is, but yeah, so it's a lot of podcasts, and, and a lot of times I'm not able to make them all and everything, yeah. but hey, man, you know, I do what I can. Well, it goes to show, like, you know, how much people appreciate your perspective. You know, like I said before in your intro, you're so balanced, so cool, you know, and um, we definitely you definitely like to hear you make sometimes you even make people uh, who had one view of something. Sometimes what I like that what you do, especially your production values are excellent. I mean, if anybody is not watching Jay Foster Rally, please subscribe to the channel like he he really you know, if you if you're an OG That's Lord, right, you appreciate man. some of the subtle things he puts in his videos. If you're from no. this time. You understand what that is. You know, I, I try, you know what? The, here's the thing, though. Like, I used to try and put so much production value in, in my latest video that I put out about Nintendo. Yeah. I, I put in about four hours work for a four minute video. <laughs> I could tell. Okay. <laughs> and and the thing is, is like I've put in before like 15 hours on one video and it barely gets any movement. So that's the problem with YouTube. It's like mm -hmm. some guy could go out there and just talk over a black screen and get a thousand views. There you go. And I can put out a video I put 15 hours into and get a hundred views. And it's kind of disconcerting. It's like, mm -hmm. it, it makes me, you know, I'm happy that some people enjoy it, but at the same time, it, you know, it's a little bit of a knife in the back. Like, yeah, it's tough you... because yeah, like, like you said, it's like, sometimes, you know, you, you can tell, you know, you know, Lords like you and people who really take their time and make high quality content. 
And it's just like, man, you know, this Lord should be getting so much more views, you know? And then, you know, meanwhile, you, you turn down the dial and you, you see what other people are doing and you're like, damn, that's winning. <laughs> like, you know, so it, it's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, we know where you're coming from. We know you're coming from a passionate place. And at the end of the day, you know, real recognize real. It, it's going to blow. And especially with the, with the Lord's here, we, we want to recognize all of that, you know, and, mm. and you're definitely a pillar in this community. So we have yeah, like when when I look at your videos and I listen to them, like sometimes I'll just listen to the audio cues on some of the stuff that you hit, and it's so spot on that I'm like, yeah, that's that lane. He in that pocket. Now maybe you you, you didn't get the views on it, um, but for a lot of people, it resonated. Like man, Absolutely. they were in that zone right there. Yeah. When I'm driving Absolutely. and I'm listening to you, you know what he had, me, Glow King. He had the old G.I. Joe Destro picture. Yes. <laughs> yes. I said, oh, I had that. <laughs> yes. I had those G.I. Joes. I had those Transformers. I know those bikes. <laughs> See, that's, that's the thing I like to do. When I make a video, I like to put myself into these videos. I like to go back and think about, like, with this latest video, when I was a child, the things that I had, the things that I wanted, the things that Absolutely. I was into, you know? Absolutely. And put that out there for people because I know it'll resonate with somebody out there that is like me. And that's the one thing I had a lot of people come to me after the, that last video and tell me, you know, that actually brought a lot of memories back and you really touched me with this video or whatever. Yeah. And you know, even if it's just a handful of people, that makes me feel good, honestly. Absolutely. And, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And like I said, we just want to always recognize that, you know, that's, that's yeah. good stuff. And the last question I have for you, that was probably silly. It's probably self-explanatory. But uh, the Fonzarelli name. <laughs> How'd you come up with it? Is was it truly inspired by Happy Days? What's the deal? No, actually, actually, um, I work at a steel mill. Okay, okay. and uh, I work with a bunch of dudes that um, some of them younger, some of them older. But it this one like older Pittsburgh. dude. It sounds like Pittsburgh talk now. Yeah, it, it, it it's actually actually the steel mill is in Pittsburgh, California. Oh wow. It's called oh. Pittsburgh, but it's in California. Gotcha. But anyway, so um because my last name is similar to Fonzarelli, yeah. Um it they it's a play on my last name. People would come <laughs> up to me and, and this one older dude at my job, he just one day came up to me and he goes, Hey uh Fonzo, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And then the next day he was like, Hey, Fonzarelli. And it just stuck. Like everybody gotcha. started calling me Fonzarelli. Gotcha. So it's a real life nickname that I just decided to take over to YouTube, nice. and Twitter, and everything else. So. Nice. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Again, for us old lords, we appreciate it. <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt. So let's get into what the uh, the lords have been playing this week. Let's start with our guest, Lord Fonzarelli. What games have you got a chance to touch outside of all those great videos you've been making? What, what games right now? Right mm -hmm. now, um, the latest game I was playing is an old game. It's Witcher 3. So mm -hmm. I'm still trying to play through that. Nice. Uh, but yeah, on the Xbox One X, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, which mode are you doing? You doing that 60 frames? Or you doing oh. that? What you doing? I only do 60 frames all day. When that Ooh. mode is available, that's what I'm picking. Okay. okay. Fair enough. So just a little Witcher. Anything else? Or just been Witcher's been dominating the time? Well, I, I recently beat, uh, last week I beat Gears 4, finally. Nice. Um, nice. And I thought that was a solid game. Solid. Cool, cool. All right, all right. Lord Addict, the uh, coach with the code most. I know you've been working a lot. Hey, you, got, you got a chance to play anything? I seen you did a Bloodborne stream recently. Yeah. Uh, I, I as much as I hate to say this, uh, you know, I don't know why, but I don't want to play Bloodborne anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this sound like this game broke you. What's going no, on? No, it's not that it broke me. It's just like 
it's not that it's a bad game. I, I still stream it kind of forcibly, but you know, like <laughs> I'm just not enjoying it anymore. It's yep. Maybe it's just because like, I kind of want to try persona for once. And it's like, part of me is like trying to yank me away from bloodborne to play persona. But the other part of me is like, if you do that, you're never going back to bloodborne. Yeah, so it's like, you, you, you'll be grudgingly powering through like, and I'm just like, great. It's not that Bloodborne's bad or anything. It's just like I want to play Persona. Like, <laughs> it's just like, like I only really play my PlayStation when I'm streaming. Mm-hmm. And it's just like every time I'm playing it, I'm like, I could be playing Persona right now. Like, <laughs> why am I playing Bloodborne? Like, like I don't know. I took a long break from Bloodborne, and the game is still relatively easy. I'm not really too too far. I'm in the the cathedral where there's a dude on uh on a roof shooting a gatla gun at me but like even when you know you find out how to get through that it's just like okay so i just keep moving like <laughs> like the gatla gun's not gonna touch me i don't think i've gotten killed one time with that gatla gun yet i might have i don't know i'm sure you know someone is is enough they'll oh. go and look at it but yeah gives you the time stamp and bring that to you yeah, <laughs> thanks for the chat. Thank dope. Thanks for all salute, Lord. Fastback, punk dish, everybody, man. Thank you. Please hit those likes. Much appreciated. Not for you. Why you keep changing your name, Frog? <laughs> That's not necessary. Frog is the OG, man. You gotta respect it. I like I like Lord Frog. He's real yeah, cool. He's on Planet Xbox. And yeah, I heard him on Planet. I heard him on Multiverse. Really perspective. We got X Body. I'm, I'm people very need happy. To stop yanking people from Planet Xbox for guests. Like <laughs> first, it was Jazz going around the routes. Now, it's like, oh, salute Lord Anchor. Salute Undead. It might feed the Anchor man, we need we need some license from you. We need some loyalty fees. <laughs> And premium bread, of course. Of this course. is ridiculous. So let's get into Lord King. What you been rocking this week? Oh well, this week, um, you know, the fraction rallies dropped down on uh, sure. Destiny. So, um, my Destiny, uh, <laughs> every character has the suits unlocked with all Ooh, the ornaments. You got, you got that new monarchy ornaments with the. I, I got the new monarchy. I got the dead orbit. Mm. Um, I got the future war coat. Um, um, the, I'm, I'm upset with the gun situation, but again. Destiny takes two steps forward, one step back, and it's all right. Um, I'm dealing with it, but that's my addiction. And like uh, Lord Sovereign said, I, I am a crackhead. So this time. Say one step forward and six steps back. I, agree. I feel you. I feel you. It could be anything that you wanted to be, but it's my drug of choice, and I, I would like, keep using it. I, I, I would uh, even go out of my way to say they were climbing a hill and like uh, just tripped and fell down the whole thing. I, I hear that, but I, I'm gonna get my drugs. Let Fonz get off. What, 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 I, I, yeah, I, I will tell you that there's help for that. You can get off of that crack. Um, <laughs> oh no, no! You see, the control. thing about it is, I'm not gonna stop, baby. Why? Why? Do you have, <laughs> like, can, can someone please direct um King to the nearest uh you know help center? Like, but anyway, in, of, uh, in between that, I was playing PUBG, sir, and I'm pretty see. sure that you're well versed in that. So, um, shout out to Lord Monkey. Uh, in, in, in our PUBG love, mm-hmm. that that game is, you go in with a mindset, and in the mindset when you when you jumping out that plane, you saying to yourself, "I want a chicken dinner today, so I'm gonna play magic. <laughs> I'm gonna get my joint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna huddle up, especially if you're going by yourself. You know, I'm gonna do this this way. And then some days you just jump out of the plane and be like, "Eff it." 
Everybody gonna get it. I see somebody sneaking. I'm popping off. I don't care if I have a pistol. You, you purposely put your parachute next to their parachute. Yes, and you flying down with them, looking at them like, boy, as soon as we hit the ground, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> You're savage. Oh my god. I love that it is. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as Lord King. I actually, I was looking forward to Faction Rally, unfortunately, in Destiny 2. They started to mess that up. There's a big, big controversy right now. <laughs> every week there's a controversy. Yeah, every week. I think they do it for the Twitter hits. Well, right now it's bad because uh, Lord Fawn's like... It's not been good of... for like six months, it feels like. No, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just go over. Let's do a little deja vu. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and tally every time Cognito says, when the Destiny community is going, it's really bad right now. <laughs> related to that kind of phrase. And I bet you... Yeah, you probably can make money every time I say that when, I, when I'm playing it. Again, I do mention it. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it's like, it's like they just can't get out of their way. What is it? like? It's like they, they, they can't get right. It's like it's always something. So this week it was Faction Rally. I'm so looking forward to it because like Lord King said, you know, I'm New Monarchy. They have some of the best season two armor going. It's like this gold royal with the lion head. It looks beautiful. And they have like all these different requirements to unlock each piece. So I'm about to do it. And um, a lot of people are saying like, hey, do you realize that a lot of the new weapons aren't dropping? And I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention because all I cared about was the armor. But it's it started to pick up. And then they had to explain themselves as to why this wasn't happening. There was another PR mess. And I'm like, come on, Destiny. So you know shout out salute to what is it cj barrett you know he's jumping in the front lines with uh deej and these guys but um, it's getting bad fonz and i know you were a hardcore destiny guy but it's getting oh, bad hardcore. to the point yeah i know i know because i remember you and rdx i was like yeah i like that guy you you, you used to have the, the little hunter logo on your on your icon mm-hmm. if i remember yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I got you know. I I put over two hundred hours into the second game, mm-hmm. and uh, I just got to that end game, and there was no end game. No end game. Like it was so bad, and yeah. this was before Osiris, of course. Absolutely. And I was like, you know, I'm done with this, and I stopped playing, especially after all the controversy that was going around at that time with Bungie. Oh. And then my son, you know, my son still plays it. He's twelve. He don't know no better. And he, he asked uh, for Osiris for Christmas, so I got him that. And then he's like, Dad, just download it. You got it, and we game share anyway. Just download yeah. it. I'm like, nah, I'm not downloading it. And here's the funny part. An hour and a half after he loaded that up, he said, I'm done with the, with the campaign. And I'm like, what? Yeah, Osiris exactly. was like an hour and a half? I was like, yes, it's that fast. That's crazy. And, yeah. and, you know, of course, there's other stuff you can do, but it's just not worth my time anymore like i i I completely agree with you what i tell people my hardcore destiny guys like you right now they're in the mix of revamping the entire thing it's going to take time it might not even be by the next dlc they're going to have to wait to have their taken king moment to get lord addict to get you lord fawns back in because there's so many things it's right now they're in the process of bringing things back to destiny one you know, and the whole frustration is why was it removed in the first place? Right. So that's another discussion. I know we had this talk. Shout out to Lordy Bontis. He was on, um, you know, last week with Lord Sinister. And we went into the development update. Please catch that episode. We talked about our theories about what's going on and that stuff. So it, it's intense. But for, for the hardcore, hold the line. Think about maybe that September one. That's the one where by then, based on the roadmap, everything that we want should come back. But as far as on uh, me, besides the faction rally, I actually picked up um 
old school double dragon on the switch <laughs> oh boy i know it's, it, it feels it caught me man it caught me i, I remember spending so much money in the arcade on that game little fun, so I, had to get I, I will say with destiny though the, mm-hmm. nothing else touches that gunplay though that yeah, gun best gameplay yeah phenomenal best gameplay. phenomenal and 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 lord addict knows when you have that gameplay six people cooperative and raid it is some of the funnest memories I've had with both Lord Attic, Lord King, Lord Sinister. We we have moments, and that's why. If people want to know, like, why can't you guys just quit Destiny? It's for those moments. It's Lord Fonzarelli, you mm-hmm. put the nail on the head. The feeling and the visceral feel of that gun and mm-hmm. the rumble in that controller and the weight. It, I don't know how they can confuse my brain into feeling the weight of the gun yeah, but it's yeah. insane like and, and I'll play, forget, I'll play. also uh, the, the the hit detection too i mean it's, it's all yeah it's time. nuts yeah. It, well when you play wolfenstein mm-hmm. the, do the guns feel light don't they feel floaty don't they don't they don't feel there they don't feel as heavy like, yeah, yeah they don't mean. have yeah. that gravitas yeah that, that if you pick up that sidearm and mm-hmm. Destiny, and you let off that sidearm, and you looking at the clip run down, and there's an audio cue to it too. Like you know that you're running out, and you switch switching to the next gun, and you're like, bam, bam, bam. It's the film, their gameplay. I'm so rooting for them that I just mm-hmm. can't get off the ship now. I'm already this far in the ocean. I'm gonna drown if I get off. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in the boat. Salute to Psycho Gamer in the chat. You'll say all day digital. That's what's up, man. Good to see yes, you in the chat. Yes, but I'm loving Merck, this chat. Merck in the building. And yeah, Merck, unfortunately, you are right. Your division right now, that 1.8 is kind of popping. I ain't going to lie. It's greater than, <laughs> greater than Dusty right now. So we're going to get into Ooh, Froggy. Yeah, Frog's in the building. Everybody's in the building now. I'm real happy, man. Yeah. Frog's in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm in here. What's going on? Oh, what's, what's up? Going what's going on? on? We got Frog in the building. Okay. Loving, loving the conversation, loving the conversation. You brought me back to uh, some of my days when you were talking about just the way you do your podcast. And I think that's what's great about the community is uh, to bring people back to their childhood memories of gaming. That's mm-hmm. that's a great thing. That's a great thing. That's what it's about, man. It, oh, it, definitely. It's, I think I hit that uh, senior demographic just right. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a bunch of seniors. Well, you, know what you, <laughs> you, you know what you hit? You hit the Toys R Us kid. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. That's what I do. We we grew up with that. I don't want to grow up. I'm a toys. That feel. <laughs> that song. My my. Listen, my man cave downstairs is that's that's the essence of that. You walk in it, you like, man, this dude is wilding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a time capsule. Like this yeah. is crazy. That man, yeah, man, man, man cave. I feel is, you. Is, I love is, your podcast. I'm taking him back to uh, playing uh, playing with big wheels and stuff. Oh, you know that boy. When you hit oh, that yeah. brake button and you spin out, you do this again. Yeah, <laughs> we talk about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to get into the last week's ILP poll results. The end and the people have spoken to the question: With the tremendous success of the Switch, is Nintendo getting a pass for continuing to port or remaster Wii U games? Examples like Mario Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, Hyrule Warriors, etc. To the Switch, the winner at 47% in a fairly competitive three-way ILP poll is the no. It's smart business. Most skipped out on the Wii U group. Coming in at second place at 35% was the yes. These are cash grabs and old IPs. 
that group. And in third place, our shallow crew at 18% was the I don't care what's up with that Smash Brothers, though. <laughs> so the team shallows were in the building. Thanks to all who participated. Ever notice one of every one of your choice always is like sarcasm. Like it's. But you know what's funny? The last two polls, when I do like the shallow or the quote unquote sarcasm, they've actually won or been second place. <laughs> that's because that's how everyone legitimately feels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like it, it invoked you and Anchorman. You guys have that feeling. <laughs> so thanks, everyone. So uh, real quick, uh, Lord Funds Rally. Let's start with you. What do you think about what the people are saying about the uh, Wii U ports and what's your whole stance on that? Mm. I, you know what? A lot of times I do say that uh, Nintendo gets passes for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this situation, when when not a lot of gamers have experienced these games, I, you know, they're fresh, they're new to, to all these people. So, you know, if they port these over, nobody touched them on the Wii U so they can experience them here now. And I, I think it's a smart business move. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Lord Frog, we got you in the building. So uh, what do you think about these, uh, these ports coming over? Do you think it's, it's good business? Do you think it's just cash grab? Where, where are you at with this? Well, as a, uh, a Nintendo, you know, every console on our own, the Wii U. And I would honestly say, um, yeah, I, there's a lot of games I didn't particularly want to see come back, but mm -hmm. I think it's smart business because the Wii in its own right wasn't very successful. So I think this is smart business-wise for the the fan base that didn't get to play the games. And these are phenomenal games. I mean, Donkey Kong is, is a great game, I, you know. But for me, personally, uh, there's a lot of games I've been like, I don't want to rebuy this. I don't want to rebuy this because I had a Wii U. Right. But as far as looking at Nintendo and, and them giving a product to the consumer base out there, I think it's very smart business. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's smart business. I think it's smart, yeah. smart business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lord King, I know you are. Uh, I think me and you are on the same page with this, right? Well, how I feel about it is I'm, I'm like Drake. Uh, she's old to you, but she new to me. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's, that's the fact of it but a lot of development time and dollars went into these games and if you're going to stretch it out capcom has been using that same format forever if you've looked at it you know um these guys have a great game have a new system and in between launching these blockbuster games that they they have in development for years let's put out the games that we put in development for years on the other system that didn't get that recognition or didn't get seen as much. And let's put those out. Let's, let's see if it hits, if it, if it resonates, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, some people didn't get the Wii U. I got the Wii U. Am I buying Donkey Kong freeze? Yes. Just because of that cool Kong dude, that cool Kong dude was not inside the Donkey Kong freeze that I have. So I have to get that one. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, Lord Attic, I'm assuming you 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 okay or you don't care? <laughs> no, actually, I, I I'm uh, I'm on Nintendo's side this time. Wow, I'm shocked. Okay, like these are the same people that you know, like look, like regardless how you feel about these games coming out, ain't nobody said nothing about Microsoft bringing out the Master Chief Collection. That's five. Mm. No one said nothing about them bringing uh how many. Different versions that they bring back with Fable, Fable Anniversary. They actually rebrought them all out one time, all the Fables in one package. Um, Killer Instinct was a remake. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a little bit different of a story. I mean, they literally brought the Rare Collection, which was like 30. <laughs> right. You're right. Uh, You're Last right. of Us remake. Uh, Absolutely. If you look at the start of the generation, 
the majority of it was remastered from the 360 and ps3 if you if it's you remember like, this is my counter to that uh that um uh, you know that argument every time it comes Ooh. up uh what's a game that is uh they're talking about right now so uh let's say um what's a good game i can use for this shadow glasses no wow. i'm talking about for nintendo oh for nintendo oh um, that, uh, that's being remastered yeah uh, Hyrule Warriors. Um, okay, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, Hyrule Warriors. When does that come out? Uh, I don't have to remember. Let's the date. say it comes out tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. just say for argument, say it comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Guess what would have came out tomorrow if that game didn't come out tomorrow? Nothing. Nothing. Right. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> and you, don't, you, you have the option not to buy it. <laughs> That's right. Vote with your wallet. You don't exactly. want to buy it. Exactly. No doubt. So, um, yeah, man, we're going to get into these topics. Now, uh, Lord Frog, I'm, I hope not to bore you and Lord Addict because uh, we got a special little topic for this catered towards Lord Fonzarelli. Because uh, he, he had his MMA podcast before, and he's a he's a lord of combat sports. <laughs> and yesterday was a big day in combat sports. We had um Showtime Boxing. We had uh, UFC 220. Even that little Bellator. Next going my on. Twitter blew up that he uh, that he won. Like my <laughs> my Twitter blew up. It and was it, crazy. It, it's something that my Twitter blows up with MMA news. <laughs> exactly. That should let you know. So uh, let's start with Lord Fonz, the, the Lords of Combat Sports in the building. We're gonna have a quick segment here. Lord Fonz, did you catch any? What did what did you catch last night? What What are your impressions? All right, I caught the UFC main card, uh, and I caught little bits in, of uh, Bellator, not much of it, but I, I saw that it was all decisions, basically. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, it's par for the course of Bellator. Just the matchups <laughs> and everything are always terrible. Um, the old man wheezing. <laughs> you know, like that social security league. Come on, boy. They have the oxygen tanks in the corner. They looking at each other. The pupils dilated. They're the only ones. They're the only ones out there with the geriatric, you know, division. Um, That's right. And- they're the ones that okay the drugs. He's <laughs> <laughs> running loose. Hell yeah, man! They even have the guy right outside the ring injecting them. You need I'm it done. now. Now save that injection for the third round. Bellator right now. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's Bellator, you know, but uh, UFC man, I, I was pretty impressed um, with the way uh, the Stipe fought. Holy Stipe crap, man. versus Francis Ngannou, the Predator. Dude, I was expecting a knockout on that fight, and uh, wow! And 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 uh, Cognito, you you were the one that told me, uh, you know, we got to see if uh, Stipe or. Or if uh, mm-hmm. Ngani was going to last after the first, second round. And yeah, mm-hmm. right on the head, man. And Absolutely. Fought a beautiful, beautiful fight. fight. Beautiful and, and fight. People, and a lot of people were telling me, oh, it was a boring fight. I'm like, what? The dude you was a master. It was a masterful fight. By, it's by a boring Stipe. fight for those people that want that. Oh, feeling. Whoa, yeah. it's over. It's <laughs> over. No, it's, we're going to choke you out on this floor and about- pound your forehead and twist your leg out. <laughs> That's the thing about mixed martial arts. You know, a lot of people really would say fights since GSP left. Not saying well, a, a lot of people. Well, I've seen some boring fights, but uh, <laughs> but when when it comes to mixed martial arts, a lot of people will tell me I liked old UFC back in the day when anything goes and all this stuff. I said, if you want to see some real boring fights, watch that old stuff because they'd be laying on the ground for twenty five yeah. minutes doing what they're doing. Nobody telling because, them to stand up. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, you know, people people were dying because of that. (laughs) Well, no, here's the thing. I I appreciate a good ground game. I appreciate uh, jujitsu. I appreciate all facets of mixed martial arts. That's what it's about. But back then, they knew nothing of jujitsu. That's why you had people like Royce Gracie coming in. Was dominating. Dominating. But but what they did have was what was the funniest. And this is how they would set it up. They'd be like, boxer versus karate. (laughs) Basically. Like, yo, yeah, I got that boxer. Until that boxer leg is taken out and you see your favorite boxer on the floor being choked out by a, 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 a kung fu gi, you're mad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like set up, the old ones almost set up like a, a blood sport kumite kind of. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I, listen, yeah. I love all the generations of it. I mean, yes, the blood sport aspect was fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I I had fun watching it back then too, but there were some boring fights where they just yeah. laid there yeah. for twenty five minutes. It was ridiculous. Absolutely. But nowadays, like you know, you, if you're really into the game and you understand what's going on when they go to the ground and what they're trying to pull off with these submissions and stuff, you should respect what Stipe did last night. Absolutely. Yeah, man, right. But man, I was not expecting him to win. And and look, I I was. You know what? I'm mad at myself and I'm eating crow because mm-hmm. I shouldn't have went against the champ, you yeah. know, because that's my rule of thumb. You never go against the champ, you know, yep, he's the champ champ for a reason. Yep. He yeah. got there for and a reason. He showed in Ganu why he's there. And, and it really impressed me. Um, oh, he didn't listen to the talk on the paper because on paper he was supposed to be knocked out in 31 seconds. Mm-hmm. So he didn't listen right. to that. No, he, no, no, I like such an underdog as a champion coming into yeah. the fight. Listen, Attic, let me tell you something. If you looked at some of those betting lines, the betting lines told you they had a betting line that had 31 seconds in the first punch landed that this guy was going to beat him. Yeah, I mean, man. like, I've never was, been it, so glad people have been screwed my whole life than I am right now. Well, <laughs> what I've noticed, if you notice the key to his whole thing mm-hmm. was trapping that leg. Mm-hmm. When he was on the floor, like trapping his leg, and I don't know, I just saw a sense of panic in this guy's face, yes. in his eyes. And, and it was what is what you just nailed it. Is what me and Fonz really were talking about because my concern is I was like, look, we all know if Ngannou catch him, mm-hmm. it's night night, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, my back my mind, okay, what happens if he doesn't? What's gonna happen? One, we're gonna see where Ngannou's cardio is. Mm-hmm. The other Terrible. thing, I never knew Stipe to be a great wrestler. But for him to employ that game plan just showed me how intelligent he was and how, like, Lord Fonz was saying, like, keeping him pressed up against the cage, putting that body weight, you know, and I'm just wearing the big man down so that each subsequent round, the punches don't have that sting, right? Oh, uh-huh. and, and don't forget about that head movement, too, man. He was oh, getting, yeah. He was getting away. No, he was, yeah, he was going to touch that head. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, but let's, let's give Steve A some credit, too, because Ngannou did catch him a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he he got he got rocked, but he was he was still in the mix. Like pretty pretty much every round, he was kind of in danger. <laughs> but yeah, to yeah. give him credit, man, I I, I actually tweeted, I was like, Steve, my bad. For man. giving Ganu credit for not giving up. Yes, not quit because he could have quit, like a lot of bullies do. Mm-hmm. And and right. you know when they when the pressure is on them and when they're down and they're in the corner, there's right. the fight is out of them. You see the dog leave. Like like somebody yelled out yesterday on my Twitter feed. I, right. I miss I miss Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is the epitome of a real bully. Mm-hmm. When it don't work, he folds up like a ham sandwich. And it's time to eat him and he's, he's gone. <laughs> you know. So shout out to Big Boy who took his whooping. 
because he, he got right. paid. Listen, they got their checks. Their checks is good. Mm. So he got paid to fight, and he fought the best he could, but mm. one dude understood the key, that leg. No doubt. Lord Frog, did you catch any of it? Or you got I caught, it no, I caught snippets after. Okay. Um, I usually try to catch it when it's going on. I like to watch it live as it's happening. I didn't catch no it. Um, I was a little busy, but yeah, I'm... I love mixed martial arts. I'm a huge okay. Gracie fan. Oh, nice. Uh, I was I was I was I was worried I was boring you in this segment. No, nah, no. Nah. I'm a huge, <laughs> nice. huge, huge Gracie fan. I did a lot of uh uh mixed martial arts and stuff when I was in the military. Uh okay. a lot of grappling. Yeah. Well that's but, uh, mandatory yeah. for you guys. You oh, yeah. can't be caught out in the field I, with I love whack it. skills. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you might not always have enough uh, you know, uh bullets, bullets to take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that stuff. I, I think it's um it's become the boxing. A lot of people want boxing to come back to where it used to be. Boxing was back last night. Don't even go there. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, we'll I, just, I, got a, I got a true champ for you if you didn't see it. I'm going to show you what I'm going to show you what, right, I'm gonna show you what, I'm gonna show you what that oh UFC should have been last night uh, in a few seconds. No doubt. We got I'm, you. I'm pacing around this computer right now. I'm pacing around No doubt. Continue, love, frog. No, but I, I I love I love it I I love to see it I love to see the like he's you know like um like you were saying the intelligence of the fighters that's really to me when you see a fight and you can tell them the fight's good you you can see the person that they're not just using their brute strength they are intelligent they're thinking about every move they're thinking about how to counter this person and it just it it really shows that these people are just more than just a muscle they're intelligent mm-hmm. you know and that's what I like to see I like to see fights like that i like to see you know somebody really use that okay well i can't do this i can't do that well i gotta use what i got and um in an intelligent way to mm-hmm. take this opponent out and that's exactly. that's the best fights those are the best fights absolutely and of course we had another uh fight on that card law fonzarelli we had a dc oh. defending his title so did you catch that and what were yes. your impressions of that one all right, my my first thought about this is what the hell was Vulcan doing in there against him anyway? Uh, I know, look, look, I know the guy's on a five win streak, but three of those are, are the only ones in the UFC, and he he beat dudes like Misha Kirkkonov, Kirkkonov, yeah. and yeah. and uh, Jimmy Manawa, and uh, Jimmy Manawa's all right, but it's all right. Yeah, come on, I mean, Ovin Saint, he did beat Ovin Saint Prue, but it was by split decision, and I think that the dude had no business in there. All right. I, I just think that they they couldn't get that fight uh, with what's his name? Um, who's the dude? Uh, the the guy John Jones fought and uh, and he almost uh, Demetrius Johnson. You mean Gus? Gus? Gus no, no, um, Gus. 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 Yeah. They they couldn't get that fight together because Gustafson wanted to give it some time or something, mm-hmm. and I, and I think they threw Vulcan in there and it showed it showed yeah. that, uh, <laughs> there was a guy that was just a step above. Absolutely, Cormier made him made him look bad. Absolutely, I think so. I mean, I mean, and not to to touch back on Engano, it kind of reminded me the fights kind of mirrored each other to me because it was one of those things that once Plan A doesn't work and then it had to go to the ground, they just both looked lost. Yeah. Like they didn't know what to do, especially Vulcan. Like he, he didn't know what was going and to be on. He's lucky after round one. Remember, he was done. Like he got saved by the bell. He was getting yeah. choked out while the seconds counted out. <laughs> no. so it was interesting, but I, I totally agree with you, man. And um, really, real quick, uh, Lord Fons, where do you think uh, DC goes from here? There's rumors now of him um, possibly going up to, to heavyweight. 
you know, because Stipe may have flushed out the division. We don't know if Kane's coming back. Uh, he he mentioned he mentioned afterwards that Kane's mm-hmm. coming back. Okay. But I don't want to hear that mess because honestly, Kane's always hurt. I don't want yeah. to see him as the yeah. champ because he's always he's always getting pulled out. And I, and I love Kane, but yeah, he, the problem with is he they, those guys at AKA they train so hard, and especially Kane with the way he fights and, and his cardio, he's always susceptible to injuries. Well, and if, it's not fair to the division. You're right, and and you you hit it on the head. They do train too hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of these camps, they they spar really hard, like they're really fighting and stuff, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I've heard other fighters talk against that. You lose you know, yourself in the gym. Yeah, it, it's not. It's yeah, not good. It's the big thing. Yeah, and he's right. always getting hurt. He's always getting hurt in the gym. So no. that tells you right well, there. Yeah, that's the difference between, you know, uh, boxing and MMA. When you go into a boxing training camp, you have how many rounds you're going to spar there. You're going to have how many rounds you're going to, um, you know, bag work and stuff like that. All this stuff is like uh, petered out. If a real trainer is working with you, uh, mm-hmm. this stuff is all programmed into mm-hmm. what you're going to do per day. And rest is key to all of it. No doubt. So speaking of rest, Lord, Lord King, I'm going to pass that to you as far as the uh, boxing. <laughs> they, I, I got to be honest, like I, I was shout out to Lord Requeno too. You guys put me on to something last night that I was very pleased about. So we'll tell the people what was going down on Showtime Boxing right quick. Lord Requeno, you can stand up next to your laptop or your computer, your phone right now. You can put your hand in there and understand that New York City was rocking last Brooklyn. night. You know, you have Brooklyn Brooklyn, it was in the house. Uh, Manhattan was lit with the UFC. New York City, I mean, it, you felt it in the air. People wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. You wanted, you wanted to get it in. You know, I was driving past somebody. It was like, you're watching me. I'm walking <laughs> I'm over done, here. I'm, I'm walking <laughs> over here. Watch yourself. <laughs> so I felt the energy and. <laughs> You know, the champ was in the streets. Errol Spence Jr., if you don't know, he's the second coming of, of everything that's great about boxing. Absolutely. Um, well, we're going to start with the undercard where you had Robert Easter Jr. versus uh, Fontana, Javier Fontana. Mm-hmm. That kid, Fontana, he was so he, – he lost he lost the fight on the, on the scales. When you don't yeah. respect the – Well, he didn't make weight? No, he didn't make weight. He oh, came in know. overweight. Um, and sometimes that's a tactic for people. Mm. You understand? If they feel that they can't beat the champ or they can't beat somebody, they come in overweight and they try to use that weight, you know, that little extra, those little extra pounds, they, they, it doesn't mm. matter. Oh, you it know? does. Look at GSP. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's serious. So he came in overweight. So even if he would have won, he wouldn't have got the belt. But mm-hmm. what you saw was the pedigree of a champion. Robert Easton Jr. boxed his ears off for 12 rounds and leaned on him. But Shorty was in the, in the pocket, hitting mm-hmm. him and yelling and trying to get, you know, trying to steal rounds like you would do, mm-hmm. like rally at the end and throw your hands up real quick and stuff yeah. like that. But he deserved the loss. He got penalized for punching in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. But what everybody came for, and mm-hmm. this is the new boogeyman of boxing. Yeah. You know, Errol Spence Jr., if you don't know him, he is the boogeyman of boxing. The reason why he's the boogeyman, remember, everybody don't understand why Floyd was so successful. No drinking, no eating retarded food meals and stuff like that, and no fluctuating between weights, between fights, Mm -hmm. and being sensible. 
Right, y'all can say anything I want about Floyd. There's never been any drugs. He doesn't, you know, he, yeah, he womanizes. That's his thing. <laughs> but he's not married. So he, yeah, he, he can womanize as much as he likes. That's his business. You know, he pays that. That's his business. Let that man womanize. Everybody got a drug. So, but the, the key to his success was he didn't abuse his body. That's why that 40-something-year-old man right now can go out there and whip a lot of dudes. But Errol Spence Jr. is the epitome of the Floyd... Pretty boy Floyd camp. Yeah, he definitely has that that vibe. Definitely has that his stance, the way he throw. You know, so I won't say his defense is at the level, but um, no, I'm gonna keep a buck with you, Lord King. Like, you know, Lord Fonz really like I haven't watched boxing in a long time. You know, I've I converted to UFC, MMA probably about the last five to six years, and I haven't. I was just so disgusted with boxing. Like, I grew up with the whole, you know, the Roy Jones era, the Oscar De La Hoya's, the you know Floyd the Pretty boy Floyd, not when he was money man. You know, say that those are the guys I like. You know, the Van der Holy Fields and the Tyson yeah. era. Like those are the era I like. So when that kind of went out and then it was a lot of corruption and that stuff, it kind of turned me off. And then MMA kind of came up on the rise, and then I kind of stuck with it. So shout out to Lord Requiem, shout out to Lord King. They were telling me about this Spence kid. Haven't watched boxing in a while, and I tuned in. And I said, all right, let me see. I have to admit, if you guys are not boxing guys, this is a kid to watch. You know, what I mean, he's undefeated. He really is fundamentally sound. Great. When it comes to really anything, anyone undefeated is always fun to watch. No, but he he's beaten some some cool people from some some nice people on the resume, and he just looks dangerous. Like he was hitting the guy that he was fighting was a top contender, like one of these game contenders, with like things that a normal person would fold. <laughs> and I don't even know how that guy was. Like, what was this guy that he was fighting? Peterson. Like, like, he was fighting oh, Peterson. I'm I'm sitting here tweeting Requeno like. I don't understand how this guy is still standing up under this heat. And and what's more impressive about Errol Spence Jr. was not his cardio, his work rate, and it's just just he just looks like a beast, man. So yeah, slew Lord King for making me watch that one. Uh, you you might have me watch boxing for this kid. This kid for, the, for 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 this kid, he is Terry Norris. If you remember terrible Terry Norris back yes. in the days where he hits you and you like, oh my god, he hit that guy. I think he broke his head. Um, <laughs> this. Kid, his jab, he started off because I, I guess Peterson thought he was going to come and he was going to bully him because Peterson's shoulders, he looked like he got shoulder pads on when he fighting. <laughs> and <laughs> he stood in front of him and he said, that's not the place to be tonight, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to keep hitting you until you move. And he was hitting him and he, and then Peterson will land a good shot. And when, when you hit somebody with your best shot and they take it and they actually smile and it's not like I'm smiling for the cameras. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, no, he took this shot and he smiled at him like, that's what I wanted you to do. Like, <laughs> I said, he's trying to kill him. And at the end of the fight, when because the, they started to stop the fight, even his corner was like, nah, yeah. man, you're going to have to stop. It was a round too, too late, to be honest with me. I thought yeah, it was over. So yeah, like I said. But yeah. he told him, you're supposed to die on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. This is his mentality. So unless somebody drags you out of there, I'm there to kill you mm -hmm. on this battlefield. And every <laughs> shot that he hit this man with, I'm pretty sure Peterson feels it today. Those body shots, he's not hes not going to the bathroom, right? There's a lot of blood <laughs> out there coming from different offices out of his body in that toilet bowl today. And shout out for him for my sport, for taking those beatings and for my entertainment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Fonz, like I said. Check out this kid. I, I don't I know you're MMA to the core, and I'm I'm pretty much the same way. But this is somebody 
that if he fights, I'm going to pay attention to it. You, oh, you know, there's sometimes I'll watch somebody fight in boxing and it really uh, impresses me. Uh, there's certain fights out there that are great. It's just that usually um, the main spectacle fights, you know, are usually mm-hmm. not the ones to watch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, you talk about Pacquiao Mayweather. For instance, <laughs> yeah. And, and, then, they, and then you had uh, McGregor and, and, and Mayweather. It was just, it was, come on. <laughs> what, what you saying? You used the right word for that. That was a spectacle. And I don't know why anybody thought yeah. somebody with no boxing history was going to go in there and beat a master boxer. <laughs> Because like like Cognito, I go way back. I, I go to the Hearns, the Durant, the Haglers, you know, yeah. dude, Sugar Ray back in the day. I used to watch all those fights with my dad as a young and, you know, and, and just like love watching that stuff. And mm-hmm. then as I got older, it grew into uh, the, the Vander Holyfields, the Tysons and all that. Oh, yeah. And Tyson is my all time favorite boxer. Ooh, that man, yes. like yes. It, when in his prime, he could not be beat. Yes. I don't care who he was in front of. He was going to maul the, that person. Yeah, he was matched properly. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm in the Holyfield, Holyfield guy. Fan. So you say the wrong and, thing. And, 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 and I used to and I used to box and I used to spar with a lot of these top heavyweights and stuff like that. And the word in the streets, the word in the streets is, you know, when they did spar when they was younger, Holyfield started getting the best of them. And Mike lost his cool. But um, Holyfield always pursued that fight. And Don mm-hmm. King, you know, sent Tyson to jail. Um, by giving him a tax attorney as a trial lawyer, uh, you know, put him <laughs> off freeze because he was out of control. He was on drugs. He was doing his thing. Um, backdoor stuff for y'all guys. Uh, so when he came out, Tyson was bigger than ever. You understand? But he, he was never going to beat a, a, a guy that can box him that wasn't afraid of him. That wasn't, you know, because uh, Tyson was a similar baby. Okay, you bit there. I, I, That's I, right. When you, he when had you, to bite that air. He had to get in there and bite that air. <laughs> when, when you go back, when you go back and watch old footage of both of these guys in their prime, Evander Ooh. and Tyson, Tyson Terrible. was a madman. Yeah. He was super anybody. intimidating. I never yeah. seen anybody punch as hard as Brad. man. It was crazy, but absolutely, you know, absolutely. And, and and after all that, the, the stuff that was going on, then people were talking about fixed yes. fights and all this stuff with Don. Uh, King. A lot time. of those fights, and every fight is fixed, even in MMA, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you with I really wanted you to go in on that Bellator because you didn't go in as much as I wanted to. I love the dirtiness of that sport. I love Dude, it. Look, it, look, it feels like. Here's the thing. With Bellator, you notice that these guys are always fighting in these uh, Indian casinos and these unsafe. Yes! Yeah. Yes! And, and they do that purposely because PEDs run rampant, rampant. in Bellator. <laughs> So I'm not lying when I said they had to do it outside, ready for the injection at any point. You got, you got, you got the Lord of all PEDs, Chael Sonnen, fighting on your team. Yeah, if Chael is fighting in your league. Issue? And then, that's a problem and, and so and so you got Pharmacist. all that going on and then you got these fixed fights i mean you look at some of these fights and you're like really uh who was it gracie versus shamrock that was totally rigged <laughs> there, was, there was this one fight this one time with some nobodies and i'm not lying to you guys i wish i could find this fight on youtube or something but i could not find it after this I wish I would have recorded it, but this dude was getting uppercutted up against the cage and, and the dude was throwing fast uppercuts and the guy's head was bobbing up and down. Boom, boom, boom. You know, 
And then the dude stopped throwing uppercuts, and the dude's head kept bobbing up and down like he was getting punched. <laughs> it was so bad. It was like it was worse than like wrestling acting. You know, it was so bad. Who won it, last it night? Did Rampage win, or was it? Uh, Chell. Chell. Chell, won. Chell won by decision, man. Like every fight. Oh, was the geriatrics. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are the people. They didn't miss too much. It was it was kind of like the senior citizens tour. Yeah. <laughs> Bellator, you know, like I said, I still watch them, but it, it's kind of whack. Yeah, I feel, I feel. So yeah, it was a good little yeah. combat sports. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's all, enough for the combat sports. I'm, 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 that was the, the the first card of the year, the first good card of the year, and I'm glad that UFC and boxing is walking this road hand in hand because they've been doing it all last year. Could I say mm-hmm. one more thing? Could sure. I say yes, thing about PEDs, though? Because I saw Xbot. You know, I know he's joking. He's all like, <laughs> PEDs go, you know, more entertainment. But here's the problem with PEDs, and this, this stems into football as well and every other sport. I think PEDs lend a hand to all these um, domestic uh, violence cases and stuff. And that's why I'm against, like, you know, all this stuff being used. Because if, if you look at the correlation between uh, PED use within a sport and domestic violence, it's huge. There's a, there's, there's something going on there. And, and mm-hmm. I think that might lend a hand into that. And, uh, that's why I'm, 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 I'm going to have to go to the other side on that because, you know, we all know that, you know, WWE and wrestling and stuff like that, that's all they do is use that. So, and the domestic violence cases in WWE and wrestling uh, situations is lower than it is in football. Now, you're probably going to say that there's more football players than it is WWE or wrestling yeah, uh, yeah, type of situations. Right. So, you want to um, skew the numbers to fit. Uh, but what, <coughs> I, what I might say is this if you train someone to be an animal, for X amount of time on the field, some people can't turn that switch off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I don't think, you know, it, it, it's pretty much either the, the drugs that they're using. I just feel that once you turn somebody into that animal and anytime confrontation hits them or any type of uh, roadblock to them in life, they could be in a store and the guy tells them, well, no, you didn't buy that. Uh, you have to pay for that. And they'll take it to a totally different way. Right. opposed to another individual. So if you train somebody to be a killer and he does killer things, it's not the killer's fault. Mm-hmm. It's the trainer. So um, I will say this. I, I'm not a proponent for PEDs, but I'm not going to blame everything that happens uh, adversely know. on PEDs. No, I, I wouldn't blame everything either. I'm just saying some of these, definitely, I think there's a correlation there. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. all we got on our combat sports. We're going to wrap it up. We don't want to get the gaming community too upset with us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know. You know what? I, 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 this year, Attic, 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 I love you. <laughs> I love you, Attic. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Last year's <laughs> Attic would have been like, oh, why? Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> King, would you shut up with this already? <laughs> and I'm telling you, my love fest, my bro love for you this year. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't Y'all know what transpired. But I love you, brother. Um, I'm telling you right now on t- live tele- not not Puff Daddy love or P Diddy or whatever you call yourself love. I love you, brother. My, last year's attic is definitely this year's attic. Uh, I was just scrolling through my Facebook. Wait, oh my god! <laughs> so we get to move on. <laughs> get to these games. So uh, yeah, it's been a big week for Microsoft and. Uh, 
It's the rain of booty. Ooh. Got my man Lil oh, Rapid in the building. Booty booty. What's up, baby? Booty 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 everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, we got a full house, but um, like I said, it was it was a big week for Microsoft. I mean, they made the announcement that they had promoted Matt Booty to the leader from he's a leader previously from Minecraft game business. So now he's going to be the corporate VP of Microsoft Studios. So it's another addition uh, by Satya Nadella and, and Phil Spencer. So he's going to basically overtake that Phil Spencer role. And I thought it was interesting that he's going to be overseeing, developing, publishing a lot of Microsoft games for PC and multiple platforms. And that actually... um. He's actually going to be running the head that which includes 343 Coalition Mojang, which he was previously a part of, Rare, Turn 10, and Global Publishing. So all those like Bonnie Ross and Shannon Loftus and I believe Alan Ferguson, uh, Alan Hartman and Ferguson, I mean, Turn, Turn 10 and the Coalition, these guys will all report to booty now. So he is the man. <laughs> report to the booty. He is the man. All hands on booty. <laughs> 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 so I thought it was interesting, you know. They, booty they on line one. <laughs> <laughs> got a call from Booty. He got a booty call. <laughs> I missed my booty call. <laughs> Y'all savages with the jokes. I knew the jokes. So um, yeah, they got a chance to sit down with him and uh, and Phil Spencer as well, and um, they talked about. I know one of the parts during the interview process that Phil had spoke to him about was that, you know, what aspect of gaming are you historically associated with, whether it be the business side, creative side, or historic, you know, the um, technical side. And he kind of said it was a mixture of all because um, basically he used to be a, a developer. He worked, he was a CEO also at, at Midway. So he got the exposure to the business side, but um, he definitely got a little bit of a mix of all three. And one of his philosophies was actually just to let the gaming teams just do their thing and actually provide just assistance to the studio. So I thought that was yes. pretty interesting. Yep. And I wanted to bring this to the Lords, you know, obviously it's the week the reign of the booty we're gonna bring it to um lord fonzarelli first and then we get lord bradmore frog in there as well you know what do we think about this is this positive what was your overall impressions of said news lord fonzarelli mm. the yeah, reign yeah. of booty let's go I think one positive thing I can take away from this, because I don't know much about booty, to be honest. <laughs> you don't know much about booty. Let's call him about Matt. Booty. His name is Matt. Oh, God. <laughs> if we spend 15 seconds giggling every time booty comes up. Okay? You know what's good? This, this is the best name we had since Resi fils All right? So we're going to have to ride with this. We're going to have I, look, I, I got eight kids. I know a lot about booty, but we're talking about Matthew. <laughs> <Booty. laughs> All right. But I, I think that um, Matthew Booty, this promoting him, promoting him is, is a much better, uh, I, I think, guy to promote than some of the other people. And I won't mention any names that I thought. Shit, well, you said it. I, I thought <laughs> I promoted, and I was dreading that. I was yeah. dreading that just because of the games and everything that we have first party now, like Zoo Tycoon and you know Super Lucky's Tale and things like this. I mean, that's great for the kids and all, but I want those adult games. I want some games to come to the the brand that really speak to us as adult gamers. And um, I just think that she wouldn't have brought that in that position i i think that uh 
Booty, I, I think he'll do it for us. I think I think he'll uh, bring bring some. Well, what what in his resume it. allows you to think that he's going to bring adult or I, I, mature you know content? You know what? There's 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 nothing in his resume because I don't know much about his resume. Okay. I'm just hoping for that. I'm hoping for. Oh, okay. That. So it's, you it's thought it would be better than what she had yes. on her resume, and because yeah. her indication was to go younger, where well, this guy's indication is open. Basically, I, I, I'm looking at the track record that that we know of with her, and yeah. I, and I don't like it. Cool, gotcha. Fair enough. Fair cool, enough. cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just you know I was just looking at the thought process behind it as well because yeah. I felt that um I think Phil is a genius. All right, so mm -hmm. I I don't care what anybody says. Anybody could you know come at me for that, but mm -hmm. I think Phil is a genius when he takes uh the individual that nobody can pretty much argue with because not too many people understand or know the dude well, and those people that do know him well know his accolades as far as what he has done with Minecraft and moving it in the direction it has gone to, whereas maybe the deal with Nintendo was the sealer on that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that relationship that he built over there. So we know that Booty is in charge of this. And, uh, well, you know, I'm going to start calling everything, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start calling him Matt because I'm, I'm, I'm going to start hitting him with the Matt. And we, we, we know that Matt is in charge of this uh, section now. Does that help facilitate that stuff that we were talking about as far as the deficiencies on Nintendo's system and bridging oh, that gap? With Nintendo. Um, <laughs> listen, brother, as long as it's out there and it's talking, it's chatter about it, it's possibilities for it. And when <laughs> one person has a need that they haven't addressed and one person has an abundance of it, yeah, come share this fruit, brother. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm about that. I'm about that. I think that will be epic. Yeah, you, 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 One to you, you podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Brad, booty rain. Uh, my thoughts. So initially, um, you know, I, I, I guess obviously the name was kind of funny, haha. You know, Matt Booty, but someone did not just say booty on stage. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, the chat is lit. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, look, I the guy has industry experience. Uh, Twenty five years in the industry, he came in the industry as a developer. Knows the business. That's great, right? I think we all assume that they're going to hire somebody who who knew the business. Um, the one takeaway that I, I'll, I'll say, and, and this is something that he mentioned in an interview with, I think, VentureBeat, um, where he really wants the studios to really interact and engage with one another. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that Sony does a lot. In mm -hmm. terms of that's the whole reason Horizon Zero Dawn. Actually, technically, Horizon Zero Dawn, the ideal came from Naughty Dog, and they gave that ideal to... Um, uh, mm -hmm. who makes who made that game again? Gorilla Games. Gorilla Games, mm -hmm. and they made it off yeah. of Naughty Dog's uh, thought process on the game. Yeah, and, and so I think that's that's obviously a uh, change in direction from what they have historically done internally from first party perspective. So yes. I'm on board with that. I'm like, great. You know, uh, you know, they obviously see the value in that. They know that Sony does it. Uh, more recently, Sony and uh, uh, Gorilla and 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 um, and Kojima, you know, have, have been talking, and uh, they giving Kojima the Decima engine to uh, for his new game. So, um, you know, this this could bring about like you know some some sharing of ideas or some maybe some new ideas for new titles. Um, I, I just feel like, and I and I said this on on Brapo Wednesday, I, I, and, and a rant that I did this um, on Thursday as well. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, on Friday, um, I kind of feel like they've they've turned a corner. I think for Phil. You know, he 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 had a very hard job coming into this to, uh, in 2013 or after 2013. They they mm -hmm. killed the connect. They have the hardware in place now. They got rid of the power narrative. 
Um, and now they can really focus on uh, kind of building back up first party. There, um, you make a good point there. It's kind of hard to make games when you know your games that you make are going to be attacked for under quote underperforming unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the hardware is solidified, right? They they've got that mm-hmm. like 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 Lord Brad was saying it's down. So now, you know, like you were saying, like that now they can actually get the focus onto the games, and this is the one in charge. But continue, continue, Lord Brad. I'm sorry. You know, no, no words. And and I think the the only thing I'm going to say is uh, just kind of temper everyone's expectations. I don't think we're going to see an influx uh, of <laughs> you know four, three or four new IPs at E3 2018 this year. I think um, they're more focused on the next console more so content for that from an exclusive perspective than they are i think right now i think right now you know the narrative is hey you want you know you can play the best versions of your games on on the x and they're going to ride with that for a while and then it's going to be more of hey here's a new system and by the way we have not only do we have the halo and we have the gears we have you know a sequel to um you know cuphead uh, but we also have these new IPs that are coming out. We have fab- a new fable that's coming out. So, fable, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So um, I think that this, the focus that we're seeing today, we're not going to see for another couple of years or so, maybe two yeah, or three years down the road. So basically, you're thinking it's like it, it's an investment on the fruits of labor, like down Absolutely. the road. Gotcha. Absolutely, it is. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're going with it. Yep. Lord Frog, what do you think about the reign of booty? Uh, I think, <laughs> Jesus. I think, I think uh, Matt being in the position he is, I think he, he's been in the industry for a long time, a long enough time, you know, he's a veteran. And that's how I kind of look at it, you know, with him being with Midway and Williams, he's a veteran. Um, you can look at, you know, some of his past experiences, like, uh, you know, and I remember on Twitter, I think he was talking about he he had he had a quote and his quote was similar to kind of uh, Shigeru Miyamoto's where he said, you know, uh, he was talking about games and, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto says the delayed game is eventually a good game, but a rush one is bad forever. And I, I, I think that philosophy is going to be something he implements because of the way he, he says, you know, let these studios kind of do their thing and step in when they need help, but let them have the kind of free hand. I think that's right now better, especially yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the, the xbox brand needs that they need that, need that. Yeah. they mm-hmm. definitely need that they need to be able to say okay and you know step in if you say you're wasting money bad but let them kind of have that free reign let them go out mm-hmm. there and develop other ips i think this could be uh, uh what do they say is good for every once in a while to stir the pot up i think this is good good idea to stir the pot up you know see what we get out of it i think they need it because sony yeah allows their developers Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. uh, to develop, Mm -hmm. (laughs) let the game develop, you know, Mm -hmm. and it always seems like either Microsoft is rushing it or pushing it, or we got Mm -hmm. leaks. Just, you know, like clean up the ship. Mm -hmm. Stop. If if you're the top two or you're the top three, act like it, Mm -hmm. act like a champ. Right, yeah, you know, I, I can flop in these streets. <laughs> I agree with Little Frog. I mean, <laughs> yeah. definitely, man. Just, just you know, let, letting the studios do their thing. And shout, uh, shout out to uh, Lord B Money in the chat. You know, that that's one of the things he, he mentioned. He was just like, you know, we want. Sometimes we feel like sometimes Microsoft has a tendency to kind of get in the way. Sometimes <laughs> and just mm-hmm. you know allow what's up, Lord Eggman. Allow them to just do their thing. You know, and and that's important. So let's get on Lord Attic. What did you feel the rain of booty when you heard the announcement? I mean, I mean, when it comes down to, I don't really think we should be focusing, you know, so much on Matt's 
position. <laughs> <Or> Matt. <laughs> I think what we really should be focusing on is the strategic area that Phil has put himself in now. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Good point. What, what, when, when you get promoted to general and you let your uh, you, you let someone in your army be, uh, you know, the captain, you know, you can you you are a lot more frequent to giving the captain what he needs. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. These are great points. And uh, to, to, to add on to Lord Addict's point, I think that, um, you know, this is definitely a good move by Phil. You know, I like that as a gaming guy in there. And I know Lord King, that's his Lord and Savior, Xbox mm-hmm. only. The guy and, you know, people can say what they want. You know, people are always <laughs> like, oh, Phil Spencer's done so bad that Microsoft's going to get him. I'm like, look, man, why Microsoft who, who promoted this man. And then Microsoft promoted him again. He's not going anywhere. Okay, you got to look at what what's going on with with Phil Spencer. He he basically I'm not, I'm not going company. into I'm not going into you know yeah. he, he say yeah. she say stuff, but you know this dude literally they made a position for this man. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, well, you change you, change comes from within, and change comes from the top down, trickle down. Yep. So when you put that guy that you that you believe in his philosophy at the top. And you allow that to trickle down, and then he starts mm-hmm. promoting and putting people in that shares his same philosophy. You start to get this one unified movement mm-hmm. within a team, and I feel Which that that's what's needed. Microsoft, like sometimes the yep. messaging was mixed, and it and was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I hey, think guys. one of the biggest reasons that he got promoted so much within is he literally took a brand that was on the the edge of death. It really was. Like, let's yeah. be clear. Xbox yeah. was the laughing stock of the internet. Absolutely. And One of the greatest turned that around. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, let's be real here. It probably would be like, I wouldn't say half, but it would probably be 10 to 15 million less sold if Phil Spencer wouldn't have took what he did. Who knows? Yeah. Love you seem like you want to jump in on something. Oh no no no! I was I was pretty much gonna say the same thing about Phil. Uh, he inherited a company that just was in turmoil. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they were the laughing stock, and and they were doing so bad. And and he's he's turned a lot of it around. And yes, they fo- focused a lot on hardware, but you know he's investing in software now. And I understand it's going to take some time to see some of these games come to fruition. But hey, it, they'll eventually be here. Um, but. Uh, look, like with the Xbox One X, I'm loving that console right yeah. now. That's, and that's plus, honestly one of the, my, my favorite consoles already. It's become yeah. one of my favorite. Love it. Love the so Xbox. You look at it from the perspective of what he said legitly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Bill Spencer said his priorities was services. Then his priority was hardware. And then it's uh, first party games. That I, I don't know, maybe services and hardware were flop. For some reason, I feel like it was services first, then hardware, then games. And yes. now it's it's no like if you look at it from the perspective of rumors, <laughs> when Game Pass is coming out, rumors on that, rumors on the Xbox One X, there's no denying it that now we're seeing hardcore rumors on the on the on the software side now. Mm-hmm. It's like it that's the exact order that he gave. Yeah, it's very it's very promising for the start of 2018 just to see a lot of this positive, you know, stuff come out and, and what you're hearing. And, you know, back to you guys overall points, you know, pointing to Phil is just like, you know, again, this is his ship now. He's getting to shape it. You know, we're a couple of years removed yep. from the metric era. He's getting to shape things in his vision, you know, first party content in his vision. And I like the comedy made that he's like he's not deaf 
to the meme out there regarding investing in first party content and stuff like that. And just a contrast to the beginning of 2017 when, you know, around this time we're hearing about scale bound cancellations, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're hearing about all this negative stuff and it just seems yeah. to be this kind of like a positive vibe going, right? A lot, lot of good news trickling out and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, hey, guys, real quick, I just want to say something about good news uh, to kind mm-hmm. of just piggyback on what you said, Cognito. Um, sure. You know, not even not even like, like two or three days into the new year, we got leaks of, you know, the Fable game, mm-hmm. uh, Mech Assault. Um, what else? Uh, it don't matter. All I needed to hear was Fable. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> <That explode>. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Rare and, and Perfect Dark. So um, and, and now, you know, we, we've we've heard, so, you know, now the, the new appointment of, of Matt Booty and um, Z Huge. Uh, Z Huge put some news out there. That was, mm-hmm. was we're going to get into that. That's the next time we got yeah. we got and, you. And then, and then you got to yeah. look from the perspective is, you know, people act like this has happened randomly. I guarantee you, Matt has known he's going to get this promotion for a couple months. This is when it finally went out publicly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, I want to ask, <laughs> have you guys talked to uh, Phil personally at all? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so you know, he's such a nice guy, isn't oh, he? Yeah. Amazing guy. Yeah. Like he, he honestly, it, it feels like, like he's your friend when he talks to you on, yes. you know. Phil Spitz is the only dude I know that can be a savage on Twitter and not be a savage in person. Like, <laughs> like really? this dude is a savage on Twitter, but he don't mean to be. Like, <laughs> well, he wasn't politically correct when I, uh, you know, spoke to him. He he didn't want the PC answer from me because I gave him the PC answer. You know, we had a function and everybody is, you know, having a good time and, uh, you know, got a chance to talk to him and he asked me a question and I gave him the PC answer and he looked at me and was like, "That's bullshit." Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, how do you really feel about really that? Feel? Yeah, you yeah. Know, with the how, would you, how do you really feel? And, yeah, and I looked at him, and I was like, you ready for it? You, that's what you want? And he was like, yeah. And Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, just just to get the answer from the real answer from him, it, it took a it, it took a different turn because a lot of people I was talking to that was there, and shout out to Aaron Greenberg. Aaron Greenberg, every time he sees me, gives me a hug. Um, Good people. Some of those people there are real genuine people. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they're not there. Uh, like these corporate uh, type of untouchables at the top, and like, oh, don't touch me. Very they're there, the fans. Very accessible. True. Talk to us. Like the the elite controller guy. Listen to some of the stuff that we said and gave us reasons for why yeah, it wasn't. So the Queen, salute uh, Bill Stillwell and, and, and Lord King. Right and again, we're not trying to. No corporate shilling on it. A, a lot of it just comes down to a lot of these executives are not approachable. And, and then you, you got to look know, from the perspective of uh, we were at FanFest and, you know, like, I'm sure that these same people were around E3. You know what? I'm going to give you a different, I'm going to give you a different day, thing. That last event at FanFest, like, I kid you not, like, I'm pretty sure they told every big person that was, in, that was working for the gaming department of Microsoft, look, you don't have to stay for the whole thing. <laughs> but you gotta show up for some of it. But I've, 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 we've ran into—I no. mean, at least I've ran into a lot of the execs outside. You, even yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Remember yeah, that time we was eating Lord Cognito? Yeah, and they're still the same. They are the same. They're the same. They, they, there's no, yeah. I, and we can smell the BS a mile when we're looking. Where we from? We know, you know, and no, it's just I was like just re- saying that you know that's probably one of the reasons that we, they were so accessible to us is because we oh, were at one of their fu- one of those events. And, 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 to keep it real, a lot of these execs, even on the Xbox side, they don't game. 
But yes. Phil, yeah. Phil games and Phil, Phil games. Him, we were talking and, and Phil has a long history of gaming. Like we Absolutely. went way back and we right. talked about a lot of the same games we played and everything. So I, think, I respect that about the man, too. Absolutely. I, I think I think uh, honestly, Phil Spencer just wants to see gaming as a as a as a as a brand that even the Xbox brand, but just gaming and central just succeed. He wants to see successful because when you talk to him, you listen to his interviews. He talks about childhood gaming. He talks about the people that bring you know when he when he would make comments about nintendo and, and their success is because he genuinely plays their stuff yes, it's not because absolutely. he yeah. was that guy who's like oh microsoft is doing or xbox is doing but he's like i genuinely like what they're doing mm -hmm. and man i wish yeah. i could take some of that success and put over he wants the xbox brand to be successful so mm -hmm. I, I can respect that hey i i, I appreciate the invite i'm gonna mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and jump out i have some uh, no worries, we appreciate you for of. stopping by man we're yeah. gonna get you on for real for real yes get i really appreciate it uh, I, everybody's listening. Please like, subscribe, sub to these guys. This, this is an amazing podcast. And thanks again for the invite. Thanks to everybody absolute, in there. Absolute pleasure, Long Frog. We will get you later, back. Long Frog. Yes, yes, man. Thank you. Thank you very Just much. Later, bro. No, 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 no. All right. Good to meet you, Frog. All right, man. Good meeting you, man. Take care. Meeting you too. Yeah, man. I think I think Frog nailed it, man. I mean, just you yeah. know, he's a gamer, and um, you know, it, it definitely it definitely comes out in in conversations like Lord Franz was saying. It's just you, you get that genuine sense, you know, and what I think, think that's where the fanboys lose. You know, they lose it a little bit because they want him to be like this, <laughs> to be something they he's want not. He's just a gamer. Savage. They want to yeah. be a dude that's like, oh, you want that game? Nope. Checkbook mine. Like, they, <laughs> that's man, what they that's want. That's not how it works. It's like, did you it's like yeah. in the day, you know, I see, uh, you know, uh, um, a comment in the section would Microsoft be like this if they were in first place? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if we can legitimately have a you know, obviously, there there's a scenario where that could have happened, mm -hmm. but we didn't end up with that scenario. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. do you guys think if you know, Phil, if let's say that they were in first place and you know, Don Matrix still left and Phil Spencer mm -hmm. still took his place, do you think I don't think so? I think that's the thing. If mm -hmm. they're in first place, I think the Don is still running the show. No, no, yeah. I'm just saying yeah, in this scenario, in I'm saying in this scenario, if Phil Spencer was still head of Xbox and they were on top, mm -hmm. do you think Phil Spencer would still be as humble as he is? I think Phil would be humble, but I think the issue comes down to a lot of times the company mindset as a whole changes and they don't necessarily feel they have to cater as much to the gamer as far as features, services, um, things yep. of that nature. I think that's where we see the shift, like, you know, with PlayStation and, and Microsoft, depending on, you know, who's in the leads. I think it's that over going above and beyond. You don't see as much like right, right so, now. Microsoft is in that feel good going above and beyond. You hear about like service. What happen yeah. if that happen is they would be doing it because what, what do you do when you have the, uh, you know, when you had the uh, the highest install base, you know, you had mm -hmm. the most money in the industry. You uh, sit back you know, and, and relax. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's, you know, you, you focus minorly on your first parties, fund them, mm -hmm. and you just grab all the third parties. No, it's true. I what you saying. What do, what do you guys think? What Sony did this year, and that's what Microsoft did last year. What do you got? Love Fonzerie, really Love Brat. What do you guys think if they, the roles were reversed and, you know, that was the case? Do you think Microsoft would maintain that type of personality, that, uh, mental, that mindset? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Phil changes as a person. I think they they still have that mentality. I still think they roll out some service services related type things. I still think we see Game Pass, mm -hmm. maybe not as aggressive on the backwards compatibility stuff, but mm -hmm. I, I can't say I, I see them changing much because I always feel like 
Like I feel like Phil had at some point once once, once Satya took over and was like, all right, we're we're taking Microsoft in a different direction. Like, I do want to mm-hmm. come out and say that we're talking about a Phil Spencer is head. If if Dawn still was around, then this is completely involved. We're not talking <laughs> about that scenario. <laughs> Continue, love Brett. Yeah, but you know, I, I just feel like he also had to maybe go to Satya, kind of maybe resell why gaming was was important to Microsoft, considering this shift, Microsoft shift now from you know going from a company that was you know so reliant to windows and everything and it and did now, like we're, we're we, you know now such was like look we need to be on every platform and that's it mm-hmm. it so did that's how we're gonna like, be competitive it yeah. did seem like in the past i would say five years you know since the xbox one first launched that microsoft went from a back thought on gaming and the xbox brand to like front and center on the xbox brand well mm-hmm. I, I think part of that's part i think phil had to show them hey look guys like Here's other areas where we can drive revenue. I know it's not a sexy business model. I mean, the console business model isn't has never really been a and you know, you a, know. A, a, a sexy model. I mean, there's it's it's you don't make much money, you know, on the hardware and you make it up on the software side of things. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you're it's not like selling was, software, you're losing money on the hardware. <laughs> it's like I was saying, yep. uh, mm-hmm. you know, me and when me and more cognito and you know, King David was everywhere. I can't remember if he was part of this conversation, but uh <laughs> When we was at E3 and we were talking to that, uh, you know, the dude who, uh, one of the lead uh, people who designed the Elite controller. Yeah, he says that 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 rain, the anarchy step rider is extremely difficult. Yeah, he he, He he said the Elite controller almost got canceled like fifteen times. Fifteen times. Yeah, the fight that he had to go through just to get it up the ladder. During they were about to cancel that a week before it came out. The struggles that he was explaining to us during the past leadership infrastructure really surprised us. Uh, a how- lot of yeah, yeah, a lot of the information that he gave out to us that day when we yeah. took the time. Shout out to Lord Cognito for recognizing the man and acknowledging the man and bringing the man to the team so we can actually have the conversation with him. And yeah. shout out to him for being willing and open. For not yeah, we gotta get David. We gotta get David on the show for sure. It, right. You know what was the funny Especially thing? with this new elite controller coming yeah, out. We definitely gotta get him on Because well, I want royalties um on this because <laughs> a lot of stuff that he talked we talked about is in that control. I see yeah, it from is, here. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I kinda want my money. The, the funny thing is he said that like they went they did a complete 360. They went from like, I don't know if the elite's gonna be like this to like he said he had like remember Card uh Cardinal, he said he had like his own supply that he yes. yep. used. Yes. He said like a week after it blew up and they sold out, they made that elite console mm-hmm. and they came in there and jacked all of his supplies <laughs> under the console. Yeah, it's yep. a funny story. Real quick before we move on, Lord Fonzarelli, what do you think if the role was reversed, would Microsoft still maintain this attitude? I think so. I think with every exec, um, they have their own plans in place. And I, I think to a certain it's extent, they, Spencer Rose. yeah, I think that to a certain extent they stick to it. You know, okay. I know there's certain things that with, with Phil Spencer that he's sort of uh, went back on. Um, mm-hmm. But I think as a business, you kind of have to look at it as a business. And you always have, you have to adapt. To, you can you have to adapt. completely by what you exactly. say from the beginning. Exactly. And I, and I think that's what he's doing. And that's great that he's doing that. Some people are bashing him because he's making some changes to what he initially said, but Hey, that's him adapting. That's him making changes for the betterment of the company. And that is what he should do as a businessman. Um, And I think it's going to benefit us as well. It's going to be trickled down here. Um, We're going to feel the benefit of that. I got Um, another question. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, no, no. And and I, I just think that, um, but yes, with every company, though, what, what, <laughs> what will happen, though, is at certain points, if you're way on top, mm-hmm. you can very easily slip to the bottom next gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened with the 360 and the PlayStation because mm-hmm. with the PlayStation, you, you noticed last gen with the PS3, that momentum was shifting at the very end. Yeah. And yes. that's, and, that's and what happens was relaxed. And yeah. and I think that it can very easily go the other way. This next coming mm-hmm. gen. Good with point. Absolutely. And, you know, when it comes point. down to it, you know, I do want to state that, you know, people say that, you know, Microsoft can't close that gap because they still lose uh, MPDs every month. But like, let me tell you something right now. Usually around the last two or three years of a gen, one side has already hit its peak and it literally just starts getting like the bare minimum every month. That's what happened to Xbox 360 yeah. last year. Well, yeah. at the end of that at the end of that generation, it hit its peak and they and the three and the PS3 just started look gaining so much ground so quickly. Look at what what Microsoft is focusing on right now. They've got so much going for them. You know, they have so many game services and stuff that you can go with. Game Pass, EA, uh, mm-hmm. access you have um the backwards compatibility and if mm-hmm. you look over at sony's side you have streaming online yes. streaming. lord brap had a conversation on, on a brap red yep. just about this yep. Yep. and then you yeah, have that playstation now crap and and they've banked and they've banked heavy on vr and let me tell you something about vr i think that it's fantastic that a lot of people do like it but i think that this could very possibly go the way of 3d glasses and all that other stuff you know watching 3d movies it's literally a rock throw how far is it going over the river (laughs) because it's not really i mean yes it's selling to a certain degree but it's not taking off it's not huge i I don't think vr is going to be a a huge thing like like some of these people are thinking it's going to be right now anyway because i think right now you you have to have uh space for it you have to have all these cables like it's very you know just it's 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 not um it's not streamlined yet. <laughs> Little psycho said you best not say that bad about VR. <laughs> like, 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 I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sitting the, here on uh bated breath, uh, thing, waiting for him to finish well, his thoughts. I, I, I do want to say something before you say something, King. I, I I do I do want to finish here and say that, that, that uh, with the VR with the VR stuff, there's also a lot of people out there like myself that that get motion sickness easily. Mm-hmm. They can't even use the current state of VR. So mm-hmm. VR has a lot of hurdles to jump, and I think that's the wrong thing to be focusing on. That is why with the Xbox, when I heard about them going third party VR, beautiful, fantastic. Let somebody else Let somebody build else that. Do it. <laughs> awesome. Yep. That is the way to do it because they don't have to focus on that hardware. They can focus on games. That is the way to do it there. So I think next gen, hey, man, anything could happen. I think Xbox can be the leaders next gen. Let him make, let Attic make his point. Then I'll just. This isn't on. VR because I don't care about VR. But mm-hmm. uh, this is just one quick thing that, you know, I didn't get a state because, you know, we kept aggressively going through the topic. Mm-hmm. Do you think Monster Hunter would have come out if Phil Spencer didn't take over? Mm. I'm really thinking it wouldn't have. I don't think. Well, Monster let me let me finish the topic real quick on the VR and close that off. I think mm. they learned a lesson on Hololens. I think they saw how expensive that was, and uh, 
how limited that was where they decided, listen, let's just uh, piecemeal off that VR talk to somebody else. Let it mature first because it's in its infancy. Uh, um, kudos to Sony for taking a step forward and trying to help in its infancy, being that they're the market leader. They didn't have to take the out step out. But when you are the market leader and when you are leading, you're able to take these bold moves forward. Uh, so hopefully they can fix those things <laughs> for people that get most motion sickness and stuff like that. But as far as the VR goes from their standpoint and their price point, they are aggressively attacking it. And I, um, I appreciate it because once you play VR in their space, it's, it adds an extra gun or extra bullet to their, to their gun. And, and it's really, it's worth it uh, for those who try it. No doubt. So we've uh, we're all pretty much on the same page as far as the reign of booty and the things that have been coming out between him and uh, Phil Spencer in a positive direction that Microsoft's going in. But there's also some other news going on, right, Lord Attic? There's a possible announcement might be imminent. What's, what's going on? Yeah, apparently uh, they might be announced. Microsoft might be announcing something here relatively soon. I think they said next week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think yep. it's a uh, State of Decay release date. <laughs> you think that's the digital announcement? No, I don't. I think it's a state of the care release date. Okay. I'm hoping. Well, I want to get Lord Brappin on this because um, I know he was one of the first ones to bring it to my attention, and um, I want to get him let let him kick this thing off. So we 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 heard this from uh, what is it, Industry Insider, or is it Z Huge? Was probably yeah, one of the first yeah, to bring yeah. us. So Lord Brapp, uh, grab the floor. Uh, what what do we know so far? What what what's being rumored? So uh, Z Huge and Reset Area, um, the Reset Era forums. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gave a a quick um, uh, broke some. It got, I guess kind of broke some news with like regards to you know Microsoft's budget, but more importantly the 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 big news next week that they're going to make some announcement uh, regarding how they treat digital games. And so the first thing that came to my mind, and again this is pure speculation, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I chat with Z Huge, but he hasn't like you know given me any inside information. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, ooh, uh, they're they're gonna they figured out a way to do trade ins. Yep, my bad. And, and I'm like, if they do that, I'm like, I, I first of all, I'm, I, I'm, I, I would probably never go. Well, depending on what the trading values are, um, you know, like so long GameSpot or uh, GameStop, uh, <laughs> you know, and and to me, if they can do that, if they figure out how to pull that off, if they can make it competitive with like a a GameStop and what Best Buy offers, Ooh. look out. I mean, talk about having the ultimate services platform for gamers. Mm. Yep. This would be something. I want to before I pass the phones on. Shout out to uh the Inner Circle podcast last night. They definitely went on this out to Cal, B Money, and um Anchor. And um they were also talking about like what could this digital announcement be, right? So obviously I'm gonna jump in right up. My hope is digital trade tradings, like you said. I mean, I think that would be huge. And then they started discussing um, you know, possibly what would be the percentage. Would it be like maybe 10% back on the game and stuff like that? So if it is first of all, Law Fonz, what do you think the digital announcement oh, could man. be? And if it is digital trade-ins, what would you hope for? You know, I want it to be digital trade-ins, okay? I want to know the street date of State of Decay 2 because I'm a big fan. Of the first oh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of State of Decay. And just being co-op yeah. in that game, it's, it's really got me excited. You but, guys yeah. want to know, like, legitly what it could be? What's the up? family sharing that they said they were going to bring back. That's the other option. Shout out to Cal. Shout out to Tech. They were on it. That was another option. But that's yeah. But you let Fonzarelli finish up, and we're gonna get into yeah. that too. Yeah, you know what? That it might be family sharing. I, I think he's right. Um, mm-hmm. but 
digital trade-ins would be beautiful, beautiful. Even better. What if it's both? Even if they gave us <laughs> even at ten percent back, I would take it, man. That that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do we work out to like what six bucks or so per, hey, per game or hey, something like that? Yeah. Uh, hey. I, I want them Why to not? be aggressive with it as far as if you purchase a game and it has a stipulation on a time date or how much it's worth uh from this period to that period and I, I it degrades after a period of time, it gets I lower think, and lower, like you oh, know, games do. If they gave you a disclosure right. every time you buy a game that was like you can trade this back in and it had a time chart, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a I think they thought about it. I think that they need this. And like you said, if that happens, if if my, I got a smile on my face from yeah, from in here. If that actually happens, um, they fundamentally change how you purchase, trade, and gift games. Because I gift games to people sometimes, right. right? I see somebody on my friends list and I understand the economic situation. And if I'm in an economic situation that's a little bit more advantageous than this, I uh, you know, facilitate games. Hey, let's do it. Let's play. Because I play with you. I want to play all day long. I'm not going to um, you know, uh, stop the fun for, you know, for this. So if they're at a point where they say, yo, we already got game sharing, that which is insane because a lot of people don't know about that. Mm-hmm. All right, so once you tell somebody, "Oh yeah, we log in together, we both share a digital library," what? That's yeah. insane. All right, they got gifting of games. That's insane. Now, I, if they say they got buybacks, mm-hmm. oh, I don't think it's buybacks. I feel like everything they're doing mm-hmm. is pointing to sharing. Okay, right. so let, let, let's get into the sharing thing. So what do you, like, uh, how the initial vision when they first came out, you know, when they got attacked kind of like always online, but you can share digital games. And there was an initial thing that they kind of had like almost like a family plan, right? Something to that effect yep. where, mm-hmm. you, where you can share amongst. Think, so what do you think, Lord Attic? Like, what, what do you think they, how they, how they might approach it? I don't think we'll get that because, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people think that the sharing, you know, the digital library is hurting the industry. Yeah. It's like, trust me, if it was hurting the industry, we would know it would be gone <laughs> like when developer like if anything you know sure, sure first off you don't have a hundred percent guarantee that every second person was going to pick up that game anyway mm-hmm. most of the time only big big games were going to get a, a, a True. huge but it, it is it is still a sale loss though if, if it's a sale share, loss. It's but look at gamestop has t- their stock has tremblingly went down I, mm-hmm. I have to say something on this because I, I have some information from Phil Spencer himself. Oh, let's I go. Break him, it on RLP. Let's I, go. Well, here's the thing. I asked him straight up about game sharing. Okay. I said, mm. you know, and, and he kind of chuckled and was mm. like, he, he choked he did, when he, I asked. He, he did that, like, <laughs> neck thing where he laughs. <laughs> that, yeah, that laugh <laughs> where you're not supposed to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I asked him straight up. I was like, look. How do you guys get around game sharing? I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Because essentially people could be game sharing uh, from across the, the the pond, across the world, you know, and stuff like that. And and he's like, well, you're not really supposed to be doing it that way. And he broke it down how it's supposed to be done. And he was like, but look, he goes, in the end, that helps us. He says that helps the industry. That he has data to show that game sharing is actually promoting sales and yep, and actually because if I buy a game and we're sharing, you got the next game up. Mm-hmm. 
So well, that's and, one too. And, 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 also did, that's a, and, and he had and he had people that came. He had some of the studios come in because some of them are upset about game sharing. They go in there thinking, "Hey, you know, we're losing sales." Mm-hmm. And he shows them the data, and they walk out with a smile. He says, <laughs> "At the end of the day, it's like I said. Like first off, they're getting a way bigger cut digitally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and you know, it's like I said. You know, you look at these. You see, that's one one of the reasons that the you know people want to use uh." You know, uh, MPG charts like you can't even use that accurately anymore, right? Because digital is not always included all the time. See, the sales he, are even on PS4. You can share library even there. So yeah, he, he went he went on to even say that he says they know who's doing it and and doing it uh, <laughs> incorrectly, and they could see and they could they could ban the the exact person who's who's doing the wrong here. He says, but they don't because it promotes those sales. It's it's mm-hmm. a benefit. So. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's one of those things that I, I was taken aback by that he told me this stuff and I was like wow okay that's eye opening because I thought no, it was a sale lost yeah that's a good point because I, even even towards like maybe as the generation continued to go on I remember I believe it was I don't don't quote me it was either say it was either Greenberg or Ibarra and they actually for the first time referenced sharing mm-hmm. and um because I mean, it was almost even- it was almost like the unspoken thing people knew about it. <laughs> but Microsoft didn't go about their out their way to promote it. You know what I mean? And I I noticed I was like, wow, that's kind of like the first mention of sharing openly by like a, a Microsoft exec. And so you it, can, your, your feedback with Phil is pretty interesting, Alphonse. You can tell. Like I think if anything, it might not be game sharing. Mm-hmm. It might be making that back door like mm-hmm. legit legal. Like it's open game because mm-hmm. because if you look at it, you have certain situations like. You know, they're actually referring to this program like it it isn't a backdoor that people use. And they're they're doing stuff like increasing the amount of times you can change home. They've done that. Another three. You can do it six total now. It used to be three. There's no reason to do that unless you're on the download promoting that service. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. What do you feel, uh, Lord Brat? You know, I uh, David brought something up earlier, like it, uh, game how game sharing promotes uh, sales because like you know someone buys a game and then the other person's up next right mm-hmm. and so it, it 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 almost forces like you to be more <laughs> transactional like you have to buy because you want to keep that library going you want to get the hottest <laughs> you want to keep that to, marriage that relationship that <laughs> that's right because if you're not pulling your weight you yeah. cut off baby I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking my bags what i came in with and we are out of here yeah, yeah there's a lot of, there's a lot of digital relationships that have changed over the years oh yes sir and you understand exactly how valuable that companion is once they leave you understand <laughs> you're gonna miss me when i'm gone uh-huh. <laughs> Telling you now, that is the best thing to hear the conversations because I, I I game share with inside my household, right? So, but to hear the conversations with people that game share with each other on you got this game, oh, but I brought the last game, but you know how my tax situation is, and you know how I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pick more game. I think it's the best conversations ever, and especially when you start threatening them with like, yo. This is two games in, and I don't see your efforts. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with old Big John Stud down the block because we have to rock together, baby. Like, I I love it. We have a digital relationship divorces. Yes, yo. You know, they got divorce confidence. I mean, this is beautiful, man. (laughs) Actually, you know what's kind of funny, Lord Brap? We've seen, in Lord Attic, we know offhand some people, we will not say any names. Uh, But they would come to us, and they'd say, yo, man. 
such and such ain't pulling his weight in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like Lord Fraz, they cut us. They're like, man, we might have to cut this person off. Who, who, are, you, who are you linking up with, Lord God? Who's linking with who in I'm these not- Xbox streets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I got to link up with my kids, bro, and they don't buy nothing, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already told Rand, though, Rand Althor, I said, uh, Hey man, next uh, when 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 you whoever you're game sharing leaves you or something, make sure you hit me up because I want to game share with you because he gets everything. You went to the biggest girl in the prom. You went to the prom queen and you said to her, "Listen, if your date falls out um, <laughs> for the prom, I." I'm viable. I'm a viable. Yeah, yeah. I pull my weight. Jay, Jay went to the pinup girl of, of game sharing. This yeah. is a yoni crazy. He's a yo. I rub toes. I rub toes. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. That's that's gold. That right there was gold. I swear that was gold. Yeah, hey, you got to keep thinking ahead, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So Digital relationship. Everyone in the chat, you make sure you, you know, you validate well. your relationship. You make sure that your partner's doing everything yeah, they and, can. Keep and everybody out right. there, hey, and keep keep your mitts off my rand too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if things don't go right, so you know, you ain't got a hold. Don't you think we'll get smooth. Don't be hitting them up trying to get still in front of me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, now you know people DMs just went crazy. Sliding the DMs right now. <laughs> How, how how's your relationship? You know what's going on? Oh, you know, you kind of did that with a, with oh, PlayStation man. one time with me. <laughs> Remember you were like, hey, what's going on with your sharing situation over there on PlayStation? Oh, yeah, I got I got a random DM, and it was like, um, who you game sharing with? Uh, from a random person and I, that I know for a long time, I was like, "Oh, babe, you ain't even take me out to dinner first. You just went straight for the juggler." <laughs> I'm glad that hey, uh, I, I used to get them all the time, but I don't really anymore. Where people would be randomly like, "Yo, I want such and such game, but I'll let you use such and such game. Want a game share?" I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let's man. move it. Let's move That's it. Hilarious. We almost down. What happens? What this big digital announcement from microsoft is and um we'll see man we hopefully all of us got our fingers crossed we hope it is um either an extension of game sharing or digital trade-ins both would be pretty pretty huge so we're gonna move on to the final topic and uh we're gonna talk about some cardboard <laughs> <laughs> lord king what do you what do you have to say what's, what's going on with grandpa these days what's he oh, gonna do? i just want to say well king goes into it um, I have no clue what this live was, but I have to go. So I'm gonna okay. wait till you explain it because I want to know what this is. We're we'll get it out. <laughs> no, no, we gonna break it in. We gonna break it in. So get right. that look, King. What's going on with Grandpa Nintendo? Well, Grandpa Nintendo is really hot in these streets <laughs> right now, and um, everybody thought off of their last uh, what was it? Their little uh, mini treehouse jump off mm-hmm. that they were going to. Um, they direct that they were going to, you know, have a giant direct right after that and, and at least all these other games. But just when you thought Nintendo was following in step and hand in hand, left happens. And I know when left happens, when my phone, my Twitter just starts going rampant <laughs> and I'm laying there trying to get some sleep. And, you know, usually I hear one or two drums. And I'm like, cool. No, it, it got to the point where I had to get up and mute it. I got up and I muted it, and it said, you have 45 tweets. 
<laughs> what? What is going on? What's going on out and here? then everybody got these memes of cardboard. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> um, and then and, and the nastiest thing that I saw was a meme where it says Nintendo and it has a guy with the fishing pole pulling the fishing pole out. Only Nintendo can do this. I said, okay. I said, all right. I got to find out. I got to do the, the, the due diligence here to find out what's going on. I got to investigate this. And once they say Labo, all right. First, Nintendo's the only one that can come up with these weird names, right? I mean, <laughs> Labo. We're going to go with Labo. Well, everything's Bo with them. Amiibos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Labos. Labo. They're not playing. They are the only ones that are bold enough, daring enough, and they got just a taste of mm, don't care inside of them. Mm-hmm. To so tell what, you, what is this exactly? It's $70 cardboard <laughs> that you put together to right. play your... We, let's I mean, get, your switch stuff. Let's like, get, let's get, let's get Lord Fonz in on the explanation since he did a fantastic video. Yes, but it's seventy dollars at it. Only these people can get you to pay seventy dollars for cardboard. Let me get this straight. Okay, you selling it for a hundred, right? I'm not touching it. I swear to God, I'm not touching. I'm not touching. I'm not buying it for my child. But I'm not touching it. I'm. This is. I'm taking a stance right now. Taking a stance right now. This is premium cardboard, though, Lord King. This is premium cardboard. There's no such thing. There's no such words where you say cardboard. No, they taking your recycled trash. You probably got something from Amazon, and you threw out the box. And Nintendo came through. They got stockpiles of Amazon trash and they selling it to you for seventy dollars a pop and it's gonna go viral it's gonna go crazy Let's but i'm not gonna back. be part Let's of it, it let, let law funds explain the lord addict what nintendo labo is go get it all right my, my initial thoughts was the same as you guys when i first saw the, the the cardboard you know i wasn't even looking at the software aspect or nothing i just saw cardboard and i was thinking pizza boxes you know <laughs> I was like, really? That they're gonna sell this to us? But um then I, I did some more digging because you know I didn't like all the negativity I was hearing out there on this stuff. Like I'm like, what's going on here? Nintendo's gotta have a reason for this, even though sometimes Nintendo don't have to have a reason for nothing, they'll just put anything in there. Right? <laughs> But I, you know, I, I said there's gotta be something behind this. So I start looking into it and I look at the $70 kit and I see. Okay, it comes with a kit. You, you get with this kit, you get two RC cards, uh, cars, a fishing rod, a house, a motorbike, and a piano. Mm-hmm. And you get, you get all the software for those things too. You, get, you have these little games and stuff you can do with this stuff. And then the other one is a big, like, robot kit. You can actually put it on your back and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's got, it's got it. Yeah, and it's got like a foot pedal and stuff, and you can actually mm-hmm. interact with a robot game. And I was like, well, you know what? Games are 60 bucks a pop, brand new. You add in the cardboard, yeah, you know, 10 bucks, no big deal. Then I was looking further into it, and I was like, okay, so these kids, they're they're like building it, they're coloring it, they're they're making it their own. And I was thinking back to when I was a child, and I was like, you know what? I would have loved this as a kid. I used to put things together, draw and stuff, and I used to love doing this kind of stuff. And I said, so as a parent, I can understand that if my kids wanted something like this, it it, it promotes creativity. And, and I'm all mm-hmm. for that. But as right. an adult, I don't not want for anything us. to do it. Not it's for not for us. Lord, but this, Lord, is, Lord, this is targeting a kid. You yeah, know, Lord, Lord, yeah. before you go, like it, all it is, it's kind of like do these do it yourself 
cardboard uh, creations where it's kind of preset. So like one might be a piano, the other one's like a motorbike, the other one. So basically you take the cardboard, you 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 construct it in a preset configuration. You can't like create your own thing. They have all these different kind of models. And then what it, it works with the IR blaster of the Nintendo Switch, the Joy-Con, so that they, I guess they're going to have software and games. Like you put the little, you know, the the, the, the Switch uh, tablet portion in, 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 the, in the front, and then you got the handlebars or the motorbike and in, in the screen of the switch it'll simulate you actually driving the bike so this is mm -hmm. clearly for kids we yeah. got amiibos 2.0 a lot of the no, no. negativity stems from the adults in the community and look it's oh, not yeah. for you it's not for it's you not for it's not for the kids you know for kids, for the and, 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 and can, can you guys not remember back in the day when you used to build stuff even if Facts. it was legos or you took Facts. an old box that your mom had made a fork Facts. out of it Facts. on it got pushed around the house lord king remember we used to buy the planes the foam planes that you put together and you put the yo, propeller in the front yo, yo, they had the bomber planes and all that yo, yo i also remember getting a little parachute guys it was 50 cents and it was 25 cents yeah. um styrofoams i remember this stuff and this is an interactive hold up and wait right you know how when you got your playstation and you uh turned it on for the first time and they was uh deleting all that drm that they had in it. <laughs> and, and yeah, you was updating the, the, the new uh, U interface, the interface, and it took like 24 hours for that to happen. So <laughs> this time, we give you cardboard to play with. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Shout out to Lil X in the chat. He said, yo, kids are going to slaughter these things. He's going ham on this thing. I just want the adults, when they get a hold of this stuff, and they start coming up with their own concoctions to these cardboard games. Well, you <laughs> gotta remember. But really you gotta remember. To you're basically paying for all that software you're getting, all these little games. Yes. It's the cardboard because yeah. you can play with without the cardboard as well. The thing right. is, is that cardboard is is that extra bit of you know creativity and the that magic. imagination mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff that I think that kids will really adapt to. And it's already the number one seller on Amazon, you know. This thing is going to be huge, and, and well, that's I what understand I said. Why? Yeah, and, it, and it's going to be huge. And and you you guys are right though. Like Sony and Microsoft couldn't pull this off, but there's a reason. Like <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo caters caters to the old and and young and very young, and so they they can do this. Mm -hmm. Fonz, you, you know what, Fonz? I'm gonna tell you this. I know that Nintendo has a whole warehouse full of these thoughts <laughs> somebody okay said they, were, they were old wii u boxes <laughs> yeah you know, no, it, it probably it probably is it, it probably is but oh, wow. nintendo has been the king of recycling everything right now they took these thoughts they took your thoughts and they said what's the most fun aspect of your childhood because they delve deep inside a child's mind Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is fostering creativity at the Absolutely. fundamental level Absolutely. of nah. these children to bring right. them back to gaming. Mm -hmm. Before I it's, go, yeah, go I'm going to make one statement. King is definitely buying this. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, I, I, can't, I can't buy it for my son because my son gaming maturity level because he's been gaming since he was two years old his gaming maturity level is that of a teenager of a 15 year old 16 year old he's seven he's seven yeah. 
See, because so, I, 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 yeah. I, I could see a, a kid six, seven years old mm-hmm. doing this stuff and, and having fun with it. But like, yeah, the older children, nah. But I'd rather give my kid, it's at, at, say, six years old, this uh, Labo kit rather than giving them a call of duty and having them just sit there. Exactly. My my kid has been already exposed to the call of duty. Mm -hmm. So if I hand him this cardboard box, he's going to have the same reaction that I'm having. Mm -hmm. What Nintendo Mm -hmm. was trying to do is get these kids that have their first experience for gaming to be a legendary experience. It's the same reason why kids don't play outside today. Yeah, I'm not exposed weird. to this kind of stuff anymore, Come and on. and that's that's what I'm thinking back. Like when you were children, man, we we were outside all the time. We had video games, but we played. We did. But the, safe, the streets was a little bit safer, though. Xbox <laughs> <laughs> like said, "As a dad, there's no way I'm getting this for my two. I love this disgust." No, if 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 the kid is young enough, trust me. If my son was at the age where he wasn't corrupted by uh because he plays the witcher and stuff like that all right yeah. he learned how to read through video games i'm not lying to you i swear to god um, awesome. <laughs> so he's a little <laughs> prodigy and it's not just because it's my kid but he has forced the evolution of yeah. learning through the video games because he wanted to keep it's, up with his older sisters it's not gonna now, be for every kid yeah it's, it's not, not. No, it's if not. i had a new baby though new baby gets this yeah, mm-hmm. but a lot yeah. of look, bro. I, I I gotta get you in on this, man. What, what's your whole feeling of the uh, Nintendo Labo? All right, so I, I I have a little bit of a long take on this. Um, let's go, let's go. So so this this is this is Nintendo's answer to VR. <laughs> Think about this, right? You want to play in a robot as a robot, and 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 Sony probably has a robot game for you, but you have to wear a VR headset, right? Mm-hmm. Nintendo, you can just strap a cardboard box to your back, you know, pull a couple levers, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is this is their answer, and I I, I said this to um, I said this to one of my uh, friends the other day who we were talking about the Labo thing. He's like, you know, actually that kind of makes sense. He's like, it's it's like VR. If we were like little kids and we wanted VR, like how what would yeah, that real be like? life? And, yeah. and we said cardboard boxes. We all went we all went back to cardboard boxes, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think this is the genius behind this is that they're also looking to get people into gaming mm-hmm. that don't traditionally game. Yes, yeah. people that play with cardboard boxes outside, or, 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 or have you know, as, as children, children, you know, we always talk about the imagination children have, and you know, mm-hmm. us growing up, and we remember using our imagination to, to play out scenarios, do different things, you know, you playing Transformers with your friends you know, in the backyard, like, and, little girls coloring and stuff like that. They'll get yeah. little girls playing video games this way. Yeah. Different audience. You're right. It's a different audience. It's not for. That's a good point. Yeah, and, they're gonna and, win. And, this is a this is a brilliant move by Nintendo because Nintendo's always looking to figure out ways to incorporate the non-gamer. How can look, we have the core gamer. How can we get other people into gaming? And and they're the ones that that, that and this is this is what they're doing with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The finest is it. He said grown people are buying this and saying this for their kids, but it's really for them. They've been doing it for years. They've been doing it for years. Shout out to the finest. He be lit in the chat. Oh my god. I'm sorry, my brown continue. No worries. But it, but it's that's the brilliance of this. And I think that look, like I, I had the same thing, like like Jay said. Like when I saw it, I was like, Oh, they're totally trolling us. Like, this is just they're trolling oh. us. They're gonna drop uh Pokemon uh <laughs> the rpg game on us you know this is just yeah. brilliant marketing and then 
no, this was in fact a thing for them. And I and I had to step away and say, wait a minute, this thing, this isn't for me. This is for my children. My children would love this. They would absolutely love this because it takes something that they enjoy. They already enjoy playing the switch. Now they get to build something, they get to use your imagination. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's kind of like the knock against gaming sometimes. People feel like you just sit you're a couch potato, right. you're burning your brain cells. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of I think debunks that myth of that or that stereotype that people have of gaming. Mm-hmm. And then again, it incorporates those non-gamers, those kids who maybe wouldn't touch mm-hmm. a video game. Now, now maybe they have a reason to now. And mm-hmm. and um, I think this thing, like B Money said, it's like the number one seller on Amazon now. Yeah, I think it's already wow. going to have legs. I think mm-hmm. I think Nintendo is just firing in all cylinders. And and I think you said it uh, earlier, Cognito, they're the only ones that can get away with this. Absolutely. They're the only birds. They're the only ones. Transitioning to your point. King David, yeah. you're getting one, man, because it's premium cardboard. Well, <laughs> listen, right you know, uh, I, I do my amiibos, and uh, you can catch me with that, but you're not catching me with this cardboard. Bro. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> right now, like, listen, my 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 level of if you know what, let me let me stop right here because they will come out with a kit that will talk to me. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have something to you. They go, no, but they got the VR. You don't remember? It was like an article that came out. I think it was on Reddit or something like that. It was not too long ago, and they talked about Nintendo was talking about cardboard VR, mm-hmm. and people were like, "What?" Mm-hmm. But there, it was cardboard VR that's out here that people just do the cardboard and you slip your phone inside and you put it on your face. Right. So they was talking about Nintendo with cardboard. Now that's the first time I heard Nintendo with cardboard. And they, you put the switch in, and they already had a thing in place. Does this facilitate? Does the sales of this right here, where they go straight for the child gamer here, and then they go for us mm-hmm. with the VR with the cardboard for the adults? Listen, I think it's what I think. Lord Brad just nailed it. I think it's one of those things that you're trying to get that market. They're trying to get that market that would normally not you know, buy video games like that. And, you know, speaking to Lord Fonz's point with just the creativity and just thinking as simple as simple as like Lego blocks and all those creative things that, you know, kids are not doing. And I'm telling you, I'm, I have a funny feeling this thing's going to take off. Man. I have a funny <laughs> feeling Nintendo has stock in cardboard and here's, here's price of cardboard just here's went up. Thing. Michael <laughs> Monkey, you got Michael Monkey Punch in the chat. He said, just sell software and get your own box. Get your own <laughs> Here's the, thing, here's the thing. He's not off base because I, I read a story today. Nintendo is going to sell templates for that to do just that, to cut your own cardboard out if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this too, Lord Fonz. I mean, one wow. thing I do appreciate as much as we, we're kind of clowning it a little bit is that for like, you know, the kids that, you know, that might, might not come from, you know, well-established financial situations at home. And you can kind Bruh. of make something out of that if that's the case. Bruh, if you're offering no. a template. Financially, that is a serious dollar that you're just talking about. Listen to this. The system's 300. Mm-hmm. That's 70. You get two of them, you are at 440 bucks. <laughs> you're talking premium here. No okay? You, this child, the child, first of all, who's giving a three year old, four year old a switch? <laughs> Like, what is going on, Nintendo? You didn't even give me a price cut. You just came out with cardboard. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, real, but here's I'm the really question, looking. It's hard to pill swallow. I understand. Why don't your kid break points. that switch playing with that cardboard? What happens then? You're I making valid points. I love his hot takes. <laughs> is, does it sell? 
based on it's styles, but how many broken switches yeah. is in the process of this? Nintendo <laughs> thought about the foresight of this. They said, you know, we don't really have a protection plan on the switch. He said, true, let's make the cardboard so the kids can break it more so we can double off the more. How many broken switches is gonna be in the streets? That's the question. <laughs> you are playing robot. Is this something that's gonna pop for Nintendo? What's your what's your your, your take. Uh, no, my no, take no. or Okay, oh, yeah, fine. yeah. I, I think it's gonna sell. It's already the number one seller on Amazon. I yeah, think it's, it's gonna, gonna sell this this Christmas. It's gonna sell. I, I think it's gonna be a big thing for them. And they're they're probably gonna make more of this stuff. More kids. I think Nintendo doubles their sales on switches. Lord Brat, what do you think? Hot take after the jokes. Does this thing sell? Does the lab will take off? I absolutely think it takes off. We're seeing it on Amazon. And I, I'll say it again. This thing is... Look, the fact that we're talking about it, that's all Nintendo <laughs> wants. That's all they want. They don't care, they don't care you know? if you... The fact that we're like, oh my God, it's cardboard. They're excited that we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about it because Shut that's Megatron in the chat. He said his kids are loving the level idea. There you go. I'm oh, I thought he said. I thought he said his kids had it. Yo, <laughs> 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 you should saw my face. I'm like, you yeah, already. Who, who you hooked up with that you got <laughs> level? I showed. I, I I showed my nine year old daughter that uh, one of the kids, and she thought it was awesome. She was like, that yeah. was cool. We don't have yeah. a switch, so I can't get it. But if I did have a switch, I'd, I'd buy it for her. That's the one I was yeah. impressed with, with with the piano key one, the piano one. Yeah, that the, the tech. yeah the tech behind it, the um, uh, the Joy-Con can detect which keys you're hitting. That's amazing. And, and again, that's, that's the uh, remember when people wanted to know what the deal was with that IR blaster. Yeah. Besides, mm -hmm. just to me, this is another functionality. We have to give the tech of the switch credit. What they talking about, like and now Labo. This is a big deal of how they're utilizing that extra functionality. And I remember B Money was like talking because we like we 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 were talking about like the when the switch first came out. I was like, B, why are these why are these Joy Cons so expensive? He's like, it's the technology behind it. And he's like, you you watch because Nintendo's about to change the game when it comes to uh, controllers. Yeah. And I didn't believe him. Yeah. And here we are. And B Money, here right. we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they Nintendo has made their bones on their controllers and. This controller, once I saw that you can feel like like it, when they had to do the shaky thing and it felt like it was ice inside my cup, like when you did all that stuff, I was like, wow, these controllers are actually more than what they're marketing or Absolutely. what they're telling everyone. Very, yeah. very great piece of tech. People, I don't, people don't give those Joy-Cons a lot of credit. I mean, it's so much they can do. And just, Lord King, I know you know, like just when you do multiplayer and you detach both, and you give mm. someone, you know, one individually, and all the things you can see, it can, it's pretty impressive, man. Sony and Microsoft is already down a path where these controllers are probably their DNA, mm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Nintendo separated the DNA and made the software their DNA, mm -hmm. and everything else is a new experience every system is a new experience mm -hmm. Good yeah, point. Yeah. How, how much you want to bet somebody's going to 3d print this stuff in plastic they're going to i hope so i hope so because you know these broken switches in these streets i'm looking <laughs> at that part right there you know i'm not giving my kid no cardboard to play my switch <laughs> you protecting your switch like yeah. <laughs> you know, how many scratch screens you gonna have cardboard's rough 
Baby, oh, it's rough. <laughs> They're gonna double the sales of the of the switch this year, guaranteed off of broken switches alone. <laughs> so we gonna get to wrap this thing up soon. If anyone's like, why do they start selling stickers? The custom oh, box. Oh yeah, you know that. Oh yeah, yeah. They customize it. <laughs> Pokemon decals in the cardboard box. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> so let's wrap this thing up if everyone's good on the the cardboard era nintendo <laughs> level we're gonna finish the show man uh shout out to the frog and those guys for coming through but we gotta close up with the poll so we got a new ilp poll this week so with all the recent announcements and rumors at xbox you know booty svp the recommitment to first ip you know all these leaked games we're hearing about digital gaming rumors how excited are we regarding the future of the Xbox brand? So the questions are, the choices are A, very excited. The future looks bright. B, Sony is still too way ahead. Too little, too late. Or C, we don't care because Labo is going to outsell them all. <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Those are the choices. Please rock the vote. Hit the ILP Twitter polls hard when it goes up. Lord Fonzarelli. Thank you so much for coming through. A huge, huge fan of you. Everything you do, all the podcasts you are, man, absolute pleasure. Where can the fine people find you? Oh, man, they can find me pretty much everywhere, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, they can find me at Jay Fonzarelli on YouTube and Twitter. That's two R's, two L's, and an I. And uh, they can find me at Luchess Radio on Twitter and YouTube as well. And uh, you can find me on the GRG podcast Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on nice. Dealer Gaming's channel. Oh, shout out to Lord Dealer. And you can find me on the TSP podcast as well. And Ooh. that's Sunday nights. Shout out to Lord uh, Salt. That's, again, at 8 p.m. Eastern time on uh, Saltius Gaming's channel. Yes, also on GRG podcast, uh, when I can make it, I'm over there Friday nights at nice. uh, 6. Uh, Brother, you I are believe it's, doing it. Hardest working man in show business. Lord Fonsarelli, let's go. James yes. Brown of this. And of course, that's on K-Mega's channel at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Shout out to K-Mega. And then uh, over on the 60 Frames No Lag podcast on Wednesdays. Ooh. At 5 p.m. Eastern time with Porter Rock 7. Shout out to Lord Porter Rock. We've been trying, we made him been we've been going back and forth. We're gonna get him on the show too. Absolutely. Hardest working man in showbiz, Lord Fonzarelli. Always appreciate your perspective. Huge fan of what you do. One of the positive beacons in the community and truly balanced makes us all think out there. It's long overdue for you to be in the realm of the Lord's absolute pleasure. I appreciate it, man. It's been you awesome. already know. And Lord Brap with the cameo today, man. Really appreciate you coming through. Helping us out during the booty era. Dropping <laughs> 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 his knowledge. Anything for booty. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to Brap say it because he makes me laugh when he says. <laughs> Lord Brap, man, uh, always a, a pleasure with your rants and everything that's going on at the Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. Where can the fine people find you? Tell us what's going on. Yep, uh, you guys. Everyone can find me on Twitter at a Brap underscore podcast and. You can find me on uh, a BRAP on YouTube, uh, the Basement Radio K podcast, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's myself, nice. B Money, Eric Jackson, uh, Mr. Megative, when he can make it. And yes. um, we always have a variety of community guests on. Jay Fonzarelli's been on. We've had the Iron Lords on. Um, yes, so 
yeah, uh, definitely, uh, definitely. I'm trying to come through again. Yeah, man, yeah, we gotta come yeah. back. Again. Gotta get Lord King back on Lord Saul. Lord King, you gotta come on, man. It's been it's been too long, man. It's been too. Yeah, long. yeah, yeah. Listen, um, I got some stuff in the mix. Me and you gonna talk after this about that, uh, because we 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 me and you and I, it's going to be a conglomerate. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, <laughs> world domination over here, y'all. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. I'm sorry, good. Lord, uh, you, you can also find me on uh, Loot Chess Radio with yes, uh, Ronsrelli. All day digital. Definitely check us out. Uh, lo- I love the production values you do, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Enough credit for that, man. Yeah. Uh, Audio cues that awesome, man. really puts yeah. in. And just, it. oh, man, it's really good. I just love to call and act like I'm calling 65 and y'all owe me something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I won yeah. a prize or something. <laughs> yeah. Ne- next time you call in, I'll say the shirt's in the mail or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very unique concept. Please, Lords, like if you guys, you know, call in. These guys really entertain all questions. You know, and it, it's a really cool radio vibe. Man. It's, it's real dope. Speaking of calling in, this week's uh, voicemail. Oh man, it's lit. Oh, we got another Mike Rizzo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jay has a fan. Let's just say I have a fan. Oh, okay, yeah, I know stalker. <laughs> so, you Definitely make sure you guys check that out and salute the law gaming out for coming through. I know he had he's busy schedule, but he's stopped in the young wolf. You know what I'm saying? And and Lord Soft, we miss you, man. Hopefully we get you yeah, back next week. And yeah. those to the fans. Wishes out to your family. Absolutely, absolutely. Lord King, the premium gamer with that premium cardboard today. <laughs> oh God. Listen, uh, shout out to Jay Fonz really. Um I want to tell you because you know you, you made a statement earlier about uh, you put 14 hours in and you had a hundred views or whatever, and I'm one of those hundred. Um, I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, I look at you and Xbot and the production value that you guys and the hard work, I see mm-hmm. it. And, you know, it gives me something to aspire to when um, I start to take those steps out because, you know, you look at other people's stuff and they, like you said, these guys are getting their views and stuff, but your stuff is quality. So I'd rather mm-hmm. take quality over quantity any Fact. day. Fact. Yeah. And, 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 good point, Lord King, because what we want to let you know too is that, yeah, maybe not getting the success that we feel you deserve, but it resonates with real gamers. And that's what it's that's what it is. You know, X Spot. Also, uh, I want to give a shout out to I haven't shouted him out before too. Cole Eastwood's another one. Oh, yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. I mean, these we, guys we, we guys, all know the guys that yeah. yeah, we see the effort you guys put in, and you know, it we, we gotta spread love to these guys. These guys in the community that's really doing their thing, and um, we, we gotta promote that positivity, man. A lot of people out here putting out good work, you know. I was yeah. real happy. That um, for the first big card of the year, we had you on the next day. Yeah, um, we're a little bit unconventional. We're gonna talk that game and talk, but we're also gonna talk that ballroom talk that we always talk. Exactly. So and, and, I'm and glad yes, that you're on. A- anytime you guys want to talk combat sports, hey, feel free to invite. Uh, much no appreciated. And you know what, Lord Fonz, and this is why that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like you inspired us because. They were, we were getting pushed back to even not even include that. And this is something that we do. And then when we seen guys like you and a couple other lords, like, yo, we love when y'all talk combat. Yes. It kind of gave us the confidence to, to even still include it. Keep going. Talk about what's going on. So, again, each one teach one. You guys, you know what I'm saying, helped us, you know, give us confidence to continue on with that as well. That's, so. Hey, that's why those timestamps are right there, right? Absolutely. Yes, you know. And you know. Lord you know rap. Stamp too. <laughs> Lord <laughs> rap, man. Like. Captain America, baby. You come flying <laughs> it with your chills, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. man. 
You know, I respect back that. I saw he when he jumped in. I was like, brat. Much <laughs> 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 appreciated, dude, man. Of man. course, it was Lord Cognito here. We spread the gaming realness today on the ILP. Thanks for everyone in the chat for coming through. Everything was pretty much lit. Make sure you hit hit like, subscribe on all the ILP and the, all the Inner Circle Network media outlets. We got the multiverse up tomorrow with Lord Anchorman. Please subscribe to them, and I'll get the audio out to you guys tonight, man. All the support. All the stuff really helps, man. We really appreciate you guys and love that you guys come through and show love to the ILP. So I want everybody to enjoy their Sunday. I know you guys got football and deck it to your families. Enjoy. Yes, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.